This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, June 3rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Three Wilmington, Delaware police officers were injured by gunfire while responding to a call Wednesday night. It happened around 1030 on the 2400 block of North Market Street. Six ABC reported a massive police presence and dozens of officers with their guns drawn. <laughs> Wilmington police say all three injured officers were transported to area hospitals and are currently listed in stable condition. The circumstances surrounding the shooting have not been released. Residents between 23rd Street and 27th Street from West Street to Carter Street are being asked to shelter in place and await further instruction from police. SWAT officers entered a living complex that appears to be the center of the investigation. There was no immediate word on if any arrests were made. The situation was still underway as of early Thursday, police said. The Tokyo Olympics are 50 days away and a new problem arose for the one-year delayed games. About 10,000 of the 80,000 unpaid volunteers for the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics told organizers they will not participate when the games open on July 23rd. Organizers said some dropped out because of worries about COVID-19. Few volunteers are expected to be vaccinated since most have no contact with athletes or other key personnel. Only about 2 to 3 percent of Japan's general population is fully vaccinated in a very slow rollout that is now just picking up some steam. Conversely, the IOC expects at least 80 percent of the athletes and residents of the Olympic Village to be fully vaccinated. Organizers said the loss would not affect the operations of the postponed Olympics. Support for the Olympics continues to lag in Japan with 50 to 80 percent, depending on how the question is uh, phrased, saying the games should not open on July 23rd. Unpaid volunteers are a key workforce in running the Olympics and save organizers millions of dollars in salaries. Volunteers typically get a uniform, meals on the days that they work, and uh, have daily commuting costs covered. They pay for their own lodging. A study done for the International Olympic Committee on Volunteers at the 2000 Sydney Olympics said their value was at least $60 million for 40,000 vol- 40, volunteers. I never thought of that, how how so many volunteers pull that off. Yeah. And when you, yeah. say, when you say volunteer, you're saying unpaid. So they give them a little bit of swag, and they're part, that's part of the experience. Exactly. But think of the cost that they save by incorporating those people. That's exactly what they're saying. So Tokyo is officially spending $15.4 billion to organize the Olympics, and several government audits say it's much more. All but $6.7 billion is public money. The IOC's contribution is about $1.5 billion. Uh, I volunteered when I went out on tour with Cisco because oh. I was such a fan. I did it for free. Right. And I could not hear enough of the thong song at that yeah, time. Yeah, you get the bonus of getting yeah. to hear that right, song night right. after night after night. <laughs> so that for me, Preston, I get it. That was inducement. I get it. <laughs> okay. Cisco. I would do that. For think, Cisco? No, I would oh, for the Olympics. for the Olympics. Oh. I mean, to be part of history, I get it, if you're of a certain age. But, I mean, that is that is a, that is a, uh, like a, there we go, listen to that. I want to run away with him right now. But uh, think of that money. I mean, that's what an expense to save. Yeah, ten thousand saying. I mean, Cisco appreciated me. He never, he Stop never it. let me felt like I was not appreciated. <laughs> but going back, you said that the Japan will. They, they said it, a conservative estimate is fifteen billion dollars to put the Olympics on. Yeah, that's what they're spending, and they're saying God. even more. Like they're not even documenting all of it. Okay, How is that even the worth Cisco it? tour was much less expensive. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's often not worth it. 
They have these cities spend right. inordinate amounts of money, and uh, so they do it for national pride. They do it for city pride, but uh, in the end, it ends up not making money for the cities. I mean, and... look at uh, what Sarajevo, for instance. Uh, yeah, and that yeah. whole country blew up. <laughs> <laughs> don't even exist anymore. But it's got to make some money because I mean, really. they, no, they you... sell out the the it hotels doesn't. and the restaurants, and like you can't even step uh, I've, foot I've, in there. It, it, it can be a money generator for some some parts of the city, but I, I've seen a, a bunch of different documentaries. I, I went to the '84 Olympics in L.A., and this was. 30-some-odd years ago, and uh, even then it lost money for the city. So it, it becomes a real money uh, loss for the country and for it's the city. It's a prestige thing. It's ego. And you direct long-term. You play the long game when the, you, you bring the Olympics in. It used to be years ago, Press, do you remember they used to have the um, the expos, the, the big... The big, um, yeah, like yeah. the World's Fair in New York Fair, right. exactly. or yep. in Montreal. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they would set up an infrastructure there that would kind of serve as whether a theme park or a park in general. Right. And it would remain. And it would yeah. remain. Right. Yeah. yeah. They see still, in, yeah. from the 1902 World's Fair in St. Louis, like there's still stuff there. Right. Well, yeah. the arch yeah. wasn't the, was the arch. No, the arch no. wasn't part of it, but there were some other things. And like uh, Lake Placid. Yes. New York. They yeah. still have. You can go uh, and and ride the uh, like the luge yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Centennial Hall, right down the street from us. That's uh, from the 1876 exposition in Philadelphia. It was no, done no that. kidding. Yeah, the world, okay. uh, the country right. exposition, Wait, or whatever. Still stuff in Lake Placid. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Well, Absolutely. they put they set this stuff up there, and then that that's 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 one benefit of it. But again, as Nick was saying, there's such a just insecurity alone. Yeah. What you have to pull in, and they, yeah. you know. The, the area picks up. That's part of the enticement. That's why they all go try to seduce the Olympic commu- uh, right, committee right, to, get to it. bring it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, 10,000 uh, volunteers uh, who were supposed to be unpaid not taking part this year. The Wells Fargo Center returned to operating at full capacity Wednesday night for Game 5 of the Sixers-Wizards playoff series for the Yay! first time. For the first time since last March, capacity limits on indoor events and social distancing requirements have been list, uh, lifted. Masks are still required indoors for the next week, but for many, Wednesday was a long-awaited milestone. Did you guys see pictures from last night? I did, it yeah. Looked, it looked pretty cool. I mean, it was yeah. packed. It looked like people were having fun. And it was a good game. General Manager of the Wells Fargo Center, Phil Laws, says fans can expect post-COVID additions, including a $15 million air filtration system scrubbing the Mm. arena air every 30 minutes. We've added a lot of technology. We've added contactless ticket scanning, contactless payment options, mobile ordering for food and beverage. All of these things are going to outlive the pandemic, Laws said. In sports this morning... The Sixers beat the Washington Seth Curry scored a playoff career-high 30 points, and the Sixers ended the first-round series in five games, overcoming Joel Embiid's absence because of a knee injury. Tobias Harris added 28 points, and teams with Curry and Ben Simmons to carry the load with Embiid out. Simmons had a triple-double with 19 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. Game one of round two is Sunday in South Philly, and the Sixers will play the Atlanta Hawks next. Those Hawks beat the Knicks last night, 103-89 to in game five in New York, and also won their series 
four games to one. Out west, the Utah Jazz finished their series against the Memphis Grizzlies, winning 126 to 110 and taking the series in five. And the Dallas Mavericks beat the Clippers in LA 105 to 100 and now lead that series three games to two. And the Phillies and the Reds were rained out yesterday afternoon in Cincinnati, and the game will be made up on Monday, June 28th. The Phillies are off today before returning home to open up a weekend series against the Washington Nationals tomorrow night. And that's what I have for you this morning. All righty. Thank you very much, Kathy. We're happy to be with you on this Thursday morning. Man, do we have some good stuff in store for today's program. We have two uh, guests that we love having on the program. Number one, uh, Adam Ferrara is going to be joining us. He'll be performing at Soul Joel's in Royersford on Saturday night. So we'll check in with Adam. Always a great conversation. He's great, yeah. And then after that, we have Zack Snyder on. Yeah. Uh, Because the Army of the the Dead is available now on Netflix. Have you seen it? I have. I loved it. Excellent. It's great. And I think right now it's already in the top five most downloaded Netflix movies of all time. Of all time already? Wow. And also, Press, they have a cool little um, behind the scenes of... Army of the Dead, like making of and all that. It's really, really cool. Excellent. We will talk to Mr. Snyder around 9.30 this morning, so that's going to be cool. Uh, We also have to find out who our coolest teacher is. From St. Elizabeth High School in Wilmington, Delaware. Yet another Delaware school. Man, we get in these... It's like a craft's table. Like, a number gets hot sometimes. And, uh, when we do this, a state gets hot. And lately, it's been Delaware and Wilmington in particular. So, uh, we had people text in a vote. And we now would like to announce our winner of the coolest teacher from St. Elizabeth High School. It is Mr. Jordan Ashby. Mr. Ashby was voted coolest teacher, and Mr. Ashby is a biology teacher, and he's been teaching at uh, St. Elizabeth since 2012. He is a diehard Philadelphia Union supporter. How about that? Marissa found a photo of him sitting in, I assume, what his kind of man cave, and he's got jerseys hanging up on the wall. He's got Uh blankets. He's wearing a a, a Union shirt in this photo, so he's a diehard fan, and he is the head soccer coach at St. Elizabeth. So there you go. It all ties together. Uh, so hopefully we'll get a chance to chat with him at some point this morning after 7 a.m. And we are going to give him from the students the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. We'll also give him the uh, pair of MMRBQ tickets, which is new this year, and sit in the Coolest Teacher section. A Coolest Teacher t-shirt to wear to the show and a $25 gift card to Acme Markets Fresh Food Local Flavors. So, yay. Congratulations to Jordan Ashby. All right. We need to choose another one. It's Casey's turn. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm so nervous. You've done some good ones, Casey. Let's see if you can keep your streak alive. He's trembling. Oh, I I, I like going to the bottom. Go deep, man. Go elbow deep. All right. You guys ready here? Yep. (gasps) Okay. We're out of Delaware. We're not even in Delaware County. Kathy, where's Willow Grove? What county is that? That is Montgomery County. All right. Well, we're going to Montgomery County. We're going to Upper Moreland High School. Upper Moreland High School. Let's uh, have some. Oh, no. What are we doing here? The wrong thing up. I could have played. You know, actually, let's play this. Yeah, man. 
Ah, uh, so many memories. I uh, know. Upper Moreland is the school now, and here's what we need you to do. You need to text the word teacher to 39333. If you're a student at Upper Moreland, it's real, real simple, because when you text the word teacher to 39333, we send you the voting link, and there you go. Spread the word. Let them know at school that Upper Moreland High School has been chosen at random to vote for the coolest teacher. We'll give you till 6 o'clock tomorrow morning to let us know who that winner should be. And that's the way it works. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break. Come back in a moment. A stupid question is ready for you to win some prizes. And I have some stories to share with you as well from the entertainment world. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You talk about all that construction, uh, Kathy, and the detours from the construction. So going home on Lincoln uh, Drive yesterday, there was something going on there. It was backed up, so I hung a Yui. And then of the two options I had to get home, both had detours on them. So I just moved to Roxborough. <laughs> well, you know, I was driving through King of Prussia yesterday and I was uh, trying to avoid uh, that construction on the Schuylkill. But it was, and I, I think it was connected, but it was like I took, um, I was leaving King of Prussia coming up Henderson Road uh, to where the Schuylkill Expressway would be. I think it was probably related. And this is the first time ever Waze said, make a U-turn. Just go, oh. ah, forget it. <laughs> I was like, F it. Okay. Yeah, screw it. <laughs> yep. Listen to Waze. All right, so we're going to do the stupid question this morning. We're going to give away an overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City and a $50 dining credit as well. So the question I have for you is, rose hips are packed with what vitamin that can be eaten or used in cocktails? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. Rose hips. She's a dancer with the purple organ. Are <laughs> packed with what vitamin and can be eaten or used in cocktails? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> WMMR, let's Ladies see. Ladies and gentlemen, Rose Hips on the center pole just yeah. had her successful hip replacement. <laughs> Call now if you know the answer. I only have four birthdays to mention oh, today. Man, huh? I bet each one of them is a superstar. I even scoured a little bit and couldn't really come across any. No, they're not superstars <laughs> at all. Oh, today no? is, well, there's there's a couple famous people, but anyway. Oh, okay. Thursday, June 3rd, uh, we will start with a gentleman by the name of Ian Hunter. Yes. Yeah. He was the lead singer of Mott the Hoople. Uh, he turns 82 years old today. By he, at that time, was the preeminent Hoople. Yes, he was yeah. the hoopiest of the hooples. He's the hoople that I think of when I think of hooples. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, there have been pretenders. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you want a sincere hoople. Yeah, right. there was Mitt the Hopple. I was like, <laughs> no, get out of here. Mitt the hopple. Take your hopple and get the F out of here. Get out of here. Nope. I want hoople and nothing but. Uh, but this is a great song. You gotta love it. Did uh, Bowie wrote this? David Bowie wrote it. Yeah. yeah. All right. He turns uh, eighty-two years old today. Ian Hunter. You know he talks about T Rex in this. Uh, yeah. And Preston. So this I, I mentioned this documentary, nineteen seventy-one, mm-hmm. and uh, so I always knew about uh, T Rex right here. Yeah. Well, I got this documentary or this uh, a number of episodes on Apple Plus, you get to really understand why T Rex 
was so important. Okay. Like it was I was I was ill informed. I was just a basic hoople when it came to T-Rex. Ian is 82 today. Uh you also have well Ian uh Mott the Hoople, then you have Anderson Cooper. Oh. Which kind of remi- kind of rhymes with yeah, that. Yeah, Anderson bit. the Hoople. Uh, so Anderson the Hoople <laughs> celebrates his birthday today. I'm sure he's all giddy about that. So after Gerard took his little solo flight to urination, the plane had to turn around and go back to the gate, and some unlucky cleaning crew had to deal with the Golden Globe winning tinkle. Now, all I can say is they should thank their lucky star. I thought it was just going to be him laughing. So did yeah. story. You know what? It wasn't Depard 2. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that made me giggle every time I read it. He hasn't commented on this incident. <laughs> it's like Petty Rubble. I've always loved him. Yeah. Uh, he is 54 <laughs> years old today. Steve, here's one for you. Oh. Susie Quattro. Susie Quattro! Yeah. Leather Tuscadero. Unhappy days. Absolutely. That is correct. I watched a documentary on her press, and this is what my life has become. But uh, <laughs> she's yeah. she has cred. She has legitimate musical cred. Uh, I had no idea. Uh, well, she had she had a hit song stumbling yeah, in, if you yeah. remember. That was pretty much all that I know of she her. She was Pinky's sister, for those who don't remember the legend. Yep, she is uh, 71 today, Susie Quadro. And then the last birthday is uh, uh, Rafael Nadal, oh, tennis player, uh, 35 years old. I always played him on the... Uh... Was it the Game Boy version of uh, tennis? Or... I don't know. Yeah, well, he's, uh, he's one of the best players on clay in the history of um, of tennis. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever played on clay, but it's hard. No, you is slide, it? right? Yeah, you slide yeah. a lot more. And, and like the way that you hit the ball is different. And the, and it's uh, it's like playing squash almost. That's like where they're playing now, right? They're in, playing uh, the French now, yep. yeah, in Roland Garros. But, um, so the U.S. Open used to be uh, clay at Forest Hills. And what was great is that when you were like between you know your matches... You could go over and fashion a chair of your, for yourself out. from right? clay. Yeah, like uh, they would have a little kiln on site. <laughs> hard great. Point. Yes, wow. uh, Rafael Nadal is thirty-five today. Yes. it's also my first best friend's birthday. My, oh. Yeah, Matt. Matt. I just uh, he was the kid who lived down the street, and Matt. Matt. So it's since you only had four birthdays. Happy birthday, Matt. Matt. All right. Since you only have four birthdays, yeah, you only had four birthdays that you were so, that you had. Uh, oh, 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 I thought you meant he only he, had four yeah. birthdays. I'm like, wow, <clears throat> nah. it's his religion. They only celebrate <laughs> four character. Uh, do you guys stay in touch? Just uh, we're on Facebook, and that's, okay. that's pretty much it. Yeah. And did you just see this morning that it was his birthday, well, or do you there, or do you have this committed to memory? Uh, committed to memory, June third. It was always Matt Matt Day. Matt Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, when you're a kid, birthdays are a big deal, right? And I was like, oh, my God, Matt, we were almost born on the same day because you were born a month and a day and a full year after me, you right. know? But it's still, I don't know. Matt, Matt, happy birthday. Happy birthday, man, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and then he put his hand on your thigh. Uh, stop that. Matt, Matt, you're making this uncomfortable. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Rose hips are packed with what vitamin and can be eaten or used in cocktails? And I will go to uh, Chris and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Chris. Chris. Chris, Chris, good morning. <laughs> good morning, guys. Hey, Chris, what uh, vitamin will you find in rose hips? Vitamin C. You're correct. Oh! Hang on a second. Uh, we are going to set you up with uh, an overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City, plus $50 dining credit to use during your stay. You can book your Hard Rock Atlantic City escape starting at just $89 at hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com. I get this um, uh, this old prep sheet that gives you some suggested trivia questions, and that was one of them. And then here's the other one. This is interesting, but I didn't want to use this because it's a little odd. How old is the oldest living rose? 
Because oh. Rose is kind of a theme here. And the answer is 1,000 years old. Oh. So there is a, a, a rose that is still living that has been around for 1,000 years. This says it grows on a wall in the uh, Hiddelsheim Cathedral in Germany. And the source wow. of that is Better Homes and Gardens. I assume it's a rose bush or something yes. like that that's been tended for a thousand years. Wow. I don't know. But it grows on a wall Amazing. in the Hiddelsheim Cathedral in Germany. Wow. Kind of interesting. But anyhow. But what is a rose hip, by the way? I don't I, know. It's the fruit that's left behind when the flower leaves on a rose. So you can make tea out of it. And, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so you can have rose hip tea. And apparently See, it's, it's uh, rich in vitamin C, which I didn't know. Yeah, April Margera has that rose hip uh, place. That's, yeah, it's, that's the name of it, huh? That's the name of All it. Right. And I just thought. Well, I, it's I, an I, antique store, is it not? Yeah. Well, well it's like uh, repurposed furniture okay. and stuff right. like that. All yeah. right. Every it's, flower leads to a fruit, you know. So I don't know if you knew that or not. But uh, it, no. it's a when a flower leaves, something is left behind. And, and in the case of fruit that we eat, it's a fruit. But in, in the case of a, a flower like a rose, it's just a, something that's left behind like a little nub, which is the rose hip. Okay. Rose nubs. So this uh, rose bush is 69 feet tall and 30 feet wide. Holy hell. Oh, cool. Okay, It's like wow. Rosilla. Interesting. All right, we're going to move on. Let's start with uh, Khloe Kardashian, the Zilla of Speaking the of Kardashian Zilla. families. Uh, she is threatening to sue Kimberly Alexander, the woman claiming that Tristan Thompson fathered her child if she does not stop harassing her. I will tell you. Chloe's attorney, Linda Goldman, sent a cease and desist letter to Alexander on Tuesday accusing her of faking DMs from Chloe. <laughs> you don't fake DMs around Chloe. I've always thought that wouldn't that be quite easy to do? To fake a DM? Yeah. Fake a DM? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Why? Well, just to, to take their, you know, the standard font and create a, you know, Oh, something. if you created a yeah. whole. Oh. Yeah, make it look real. Uh, in the letter, uh, obtained by TMZ reads, you put words in her mouth that she never said and that she wouldn't say you faked the whole thing and you have now publicly admitted it. That's how you do it. According to the timeline laid out by the lawyer, Alexander's son was seven at the time that she asked Thompson for a paternity test, which he took twice. The results, which Alexander's own lawyers approved and accepted, said that the Boston Celtics player was not the father. <laughs> Chloe sent a threatening video to Preston where she had a canned ham but left it in the can. Wow. Just to show, yeah. Kardashian is demanding that Alexander stop defaming or harassing her on social media and elsewhere or ah. face a lawsuit. All right, this is interesting. Brad Pitt is rumored to be dating Singer-turned-actress Andra Day. Yes. According to The Mirror, the 57-year-old actor was spotted flirting with 36-year-old Day backstage at the Oscars in April. <laughs> oh, you who? <laughs> the two... <laughs> reportedly... Is that Brad Pitt? ...swapped numbers at the event where Day was nominated for Best Actress for her portrayal of Billie Holiday in the United States versus Billie Holiday. How uh, how hard does a Brad Pitt have to flirt? I don't think much, right? Is flirting no. saying hi? Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, he doesn't. He, he has, he has no requirement he at all to flirt. just stand there. That's all yeah. he's got to do. <laughs> Uh, an insider told the outlet it could be just professional, but some Brad's pals have been talking about what a great couple they would make. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood over the weekend for like the 50th time. Yeah. He's so good in that. Mm-hmm. And just the little things he does, like when he remembers losing the job, you know, when he gets gets into the fight with uh, Bruce Lee. Yeah. And he's up on the roof preparing, doing some work. And he just makes his face like, eh, I kind of <laughs> had it coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, while out. On a ride in his uh, on his motorcycle, 
Uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox were pulled over by the Los Angeles Police on Tuesday. Oh, no. Well, wait a second. You're Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, while the actress... Yeah, you're a fugitive of the law, right? <laughs> Call the FBI. Uh, while the actress was wearing a helmet, Kelly was reportedly not wearing his, which is why they were pulled over. Uh, T- we got Machine Gun Kelly here. Uh, TMZ <laughs> reported that uh, he was also cited for not having the proper endorsement to operate a motorcycle on his driver's You'll license. You'll never get me, Kappa! <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly I mean, it. he's Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> I let my Tommy gun do my talking. <laughs> For the young ones who don't know, Machine Gun Kelly was a <laughs> was a robber. He was he was a, 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 a he, back in what nineteen thirties. Yes, something yeah. like that. I got nothing to say to you, Flatfoot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the pair were described as friendly and cooperative with the officer during the encounter. We baked you muffins. Uh, TMZ captured photos and posted them online. By oh, the he's way. got a nice. Is that uh, no? It's not an electric bike. I thought it was. It might be. I have no idea. All right, uh, Sophia Hutchins wants to make it clear that she is not in a romantic relationship with Caitlyn Jenner. Mm. According to E, the 25-year-old Lumisol founder used her Instagram stories to shut down a tweet that claimed that she had been dating the 71-year-old TV star for the last four years. Yeah, they've been together for a while. Hutchins wrote, fake news, not a lesbian, F off. Wait a second, you're not a lesbian? She said, love the whole LGBT community, but so tired of rumors that I'm romantically with Caitlyn. I'm only ever with men and only have ever been. Stop the rumors. It's been years. Well, that's weird. Don't they? Okay. I've never seen her out and about with men. I always thought they were an item. Does Caitlyn identify as a lesbian? I don't know. No. I'm a little confused. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but she, uh, Sophia, I guess, considers Caitlyn to be, you know, no, a woman, Kate- and therefore a relationship with those two, she would be a lesbian. Right. Caitlyn so. has spoken about uh, what kind of man she's attracted to. Okay. So she's attracted to men. That's what I've heard, but I don't know. According to a 2019 interview with the New York Times, Hutchins became Jenner's manager and moved into her house in 2017. Although the pair made several appearances together on red carpets and huh. social media, Hutchins told the newspaper they were never romantically involved. There by the way. were pictures of them getting takeout, Preston, and that usually means you're having sex. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe they're just playing for the cameras. Yeah, Who knows? Possible. All right, Bill Cosby. Has responded to O.J. Simpson's comments. What? what? I mean, I know. really? That's a podcast. Yep. <laughs> about his parole being denied. All right. Uh, as previously reported, Bill was turned down for parole after refusing to participate in a therapy program for sexually violent predators. Simpson suggested that uh, Bill should have taken any courses required to get him home sooner. Uh-huh. Cosby spokesman Andrew Wyatt said in a statement, Mr. Simpson was caught trying to retrieve his stolen items unlawfully, which is the difference. Mr. Cosby has never admitted nor has any evidence been presented to prove that Mr. Cosby drugged and or raped women. Well, Jay, did you hear there's a thousand year old rose? Uh, Wyatt continued. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I, it's the first episode of our podcast. Wyatt continued saying, why would Mr. Cosby accept parole when we are waiting for the PA State Supreme Court to issue a ruling any day now in Mr. Cosby's appeal? Mm. We are hoping they would vacate his conviction or warrant him a new trial. Mr. Simpson being paroled is like being on a slave plantation, he said. You are never free and you will always be the property of your oppressor. Enjoy your golf game. 
I mean, but did they like they actually think that Cosby's going to get out? Well, yeah, that's what you know. That's what these lawyers do. They they're, they're paid to do that. Yeah, they to, to, the to, to persist. I mean, pretty stupid. They should have had him do the damn classes so he could at least get out of parole before he dies. I'm not good at school. But it's also, I guess, Cosby's. You know, uh, his he is steadfast. He his reputation. Yep. He doesn't want to it's ever ridiculous. admit it. So he's gonna he's gonna stick with that. But um, he's gonna get nowhere. No, he's not. Matthew Perry has called off his engagement to uh, literary manager Molly Hurwitz. Uh, the friend star people, sometimes things just don't work out, and this is one of them. He said, I wish Molly the best. Uh, Perry and Hurwitz uh, began dating in 2018 and got engaged in November 2020. So there's been, a, you know, obviously a whole bunch of stuff about Matthew Perry and the Friends reunion and how he seemed to be out of it, and I think he was a little bit out of it. Uh, but he's he definitely was right. Yeah. But he's also been, if he was been going through a split up and he's had medical issues, you know, I think what happens is you see clips of him from the show and he's Mr. Rapid Fire, yeah. right? you know, quit guy. I, and it's, you can't be that all the time. So. You know what though? I don't, I wouldn't necessarily describe it as out of it. I, I thought he was having trouble speaking. So well, like, oh, oh, you do? Yeah. like I thought maybe it, like to me, it could have even been like something happened during plastic surgery right. like, like Botox? Like, well no but but you said that he had some sort of like brain issue so that's so what that, i we had heard yes yeah, some sort would, of brain bleed that would make more sense to yeah. me than than anything else he, he had a brain, wait he had a brain bleed that's what i, that, I nick can you Recently do a check up a while back he had something where he was i remember he was hospitalized okay. and there was a a fairly significant issue i remember wow. and it might not have been a brain bleed but i thought it was something that had him in the hospital for okay. a while case it seemed like he's he wanted to participate and he spoke but it seemed as, as though yeah. they cut out a lot of his parts like they oh yeah it was I guess very editing wise yeah because mm-hmm. to no, me it did. just seemed like oh, i'm just not I, you know everybody else was talking yeah i'm just gonna sit here and listen and Smile weird. weird. Right. Yeah. His, okay. his smiles were so weird. But that's why I think it, it, it somehow was connected, or it looked as though it was connected to yeah. the brain. Okay. Uh, let's see what else I have here for you. The Jersey Shore Family Vacation cast told E! News uh, Daily that they were shocked by Snooki's return to the franchise following her 2019 retirement announcement. <laughs> Uh, Dina, Cor- Dina Nicole Cortez revealed she didn't even tell us that she was coming back. We were completely, completely surprised. Uh, Jay Wow uh, added that the whole group was crying like babies when they first saw Snooki while filming season four in the Poconos. So you watch The Crown, and if you think of American royalty, <laughs> right, there are American royalty. And they were shocked that she would come back. Come on, ma'am, what else are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's your bread that's and it. butter. That's all you have. Besides yes. that, if there was, I saw the, the coming attractions, and they were talking about, plus a special guest, and they sure are popping out of a cake at a thing, and everyone, you know, don't don't you hold that? You yeah, know, right. Yeah, save it. Right. right, but I guess they 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 don't want to risk it. They want they want you to know right. uh, that the you should tune in for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tiffany Haddish has revealed that she is in the process of adopting a child. Uh. Uh, in an interview with Entertainment Tonight's Kevin Fraser, Haddish revealed that she recently completed parenting classes in order to begin the process. She said, I'm currently looking, deciding on adopting. Uh, first of all, especially after this pandemic, there are so many children left without their parents. Uh, there are a lot of people that need to be loved. It's Foster Care Awareness Month right now, and I think that we all should be aware to try and do what we can. So she's on that show. Uh, basically, it's I guess it is kids say the darndest things, you know, uh, the ABC show, and she's really good with kids. Now, parenting's a different thing, but I, I think she's probably going to be 
solid. She also revealed that she's not interested in adopting a baby. She said, I want to get somebody that's five and up. Uh, you know, already knows how to use the restroom, already knows how to talk, already knows how to communicate. <laughs> okay. All I want to do is pour knowledge in, get them ready for the big bad world. That's what I want to do. She wants to skip all the messy yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, there you go. Oh, that's funny. Who's she with? She's with a um, a famous rapper, and I'm forgetting who she's with. I don't know. Is it Lil Dicky? Don't Dick. know her uh, social life. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll look for it. Oh, we uh, got it. Common. Common. There you go. Oh. Yep. Tom's a nice guy. We've had him by here before. Yeah. Hey, just real quick, going back to Matthew Perry. Uh, Steve, I couldn't find anything about a brain bleed. He did have, apparently, dental procedure the day of the taping. So part of the reason why, and his publicist released this, so part of the reason why his speech might have been slurred on the taping of the Friends reunion was uh, was this dental procedure that he'd had. And then back in 2018, he spent three months in the hospital and underwent surgery to repair a gastrointestinal perforation. That was it. So, he's yeah, he's had some serious yeah, health yeah. issues over the years. Um, but uh, And the day of the taping, this dental thing. All right. Uh, going back to the uh, Kardashian-Jenner clan, Kylie is launching a baby brand. Huh? There can be a lot of money to be made. Absolutely. Uh, the 23-year-old Kylie Cosmetics founder shared the news on Instagram Wednesday alongside a photo of her daughter Stormy. Wasn't Jessica Alba's? Isn't that her main thing? Baby stuff? I think so. Yeah. Uh, the caption read, Bath time with Kylie Baby. Uh, your, com- your baby deserves plump lips. The company's official account does not have any posing. That's what they got to do. They, all these babies now showing up with these big, <laughs> puffy lips. That has to be the trend. Oh babies with God. huge, plump lips. Oh, my God. Imagine if that happens. <laughs> hey, Chris Harrison will not be hosting the new season of Bachelor in Paradise. A source tells E.T. that the Bachelor franchise host won't be returning to the reality show amid his controversy. Yeah, and then who's going to replace Chris Harrison? Well, (laughs) there will be multiple celebrity guest hosts, E.T., with David Spade being one of them. I'm taller than him. uh, Filling in for Harrison in the upcoming season. Uh, The source adds that there is a speculation that other comedians might guest host as well. David Spade as a host of uh, Bachelor in Paradise would be solid because that's the most off-the-rails, dumb, and that's saying a lot, version of all these shows. Uh, He was chosen to be a guest host because he is a super fan and has built a cult following among fellow fans because of the hilarious commentary about the show on his Instagram. So he's he's into it. He, He loves it. Uh, back in March, Warner Horizon and ABC Entertainment on behalf of the Bachelor franchise confirmed to E.T. that Harrison wouldn't be hosting the new season of The Bachelorette. Did you know that I crapped double-A batteries? <laughs> you do? Wow. I do. All right. No, I didn't know that. So Would you swing you by the house sometime? Because we use some? those a lot. Let yeah. me have a turkey dinner and I'll see you later on. <laughs> it's just strictly double-A. It's double-A. <laughs> All right. Well, these are a lot of stuff. would rip me up. Yeah, yeah. A D would rip you up, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like a lot of video game controllers use double yeah, A's. Yeah, remote control. Bit, yeah. yeah. They used a lot. Yeah, so uh, former Batsarettes, Taisha You know, Christmas morning when you're opening up stuff and you go, I don't have the batteries? Yeah. That's when you want me there. Yeah. yeah. Former Batsarettes, Taisha Adams, Taisha Adams and uh, Caitlin uh, Bristow are taking over as hosts for Katie Thurston's season, which premieres June 7th, by the way. The so. question that is unanswered is, will he return as host of... The Bachelor? The Bachelor. Or Bachelorette? Yeah. Or one of, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lance Bass and Michael Turchin are soon-to-be parents. 
The couple who have been married since 2014 confirmed in a Q&A with people on Tuesday they expect to welcome twins, a boy and a girl, via surrogacy later this year. The church. Uh, the announcement comes the same day that uh, Bass teased the news in a not-so-subtle horror movie trailer posted on TikTok in which the NSYNC alum and his husband discover two mysterious buns in their oven. Bass told the out that they opted for the horror-themed teaser since the twins are due in early November, right around Halloween. He said, I need to get them here before Halloween because I need them to be Halloween babies. He said, they have no choice but to love Halloween because I'm obsessed and they're going to be obsessed as well. Uh, the couple's road to becoming parents hasn't been without challenges. He said, uh, when we went into IVF and surrogacy, we had no idea what it was all about. Pretty much everyone we've talked uh, that we've known had bad luck at the beginning. It's an elaborate thing when you see stories of people who, you know, commit to this. It's just, um, there's a lot of hand-wringing. It's precarious, but good yeah, for them. Yeah, they had they had a tough time along the way. They uh, Their surrogate miscarried last year uh-huh. while pregnant with twins. But as a result of their past experiences, the couple decided to keep the news of their twins' arrival uh, this year under wraps, but they are expecting, so that's cool. Uh, Mouse Rat, (laughs) the band fronted by Andy Dwyer or Chris Pratt on Parks and Rec, has uh, released two new songs from their forthcoming album. We have uh, clips, I believe. The Awesome Album is what it's called. Sounds like what Casey would name his (laughs) album. Well, Andy, yeah, Andy is, and, you know, and Casey, have you ever had parallels drawn between Andy and your you know, kind of goofier side. Uh, Andy is Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Pit and Two Birds Holding Hands of the songs <laughs> follow 5,000 Candles in the Wind, which yes. was released a few weeks ago to commemorate the 10th anniversary of Pawnee Town mascot legend Lil Sebastian. <laughs> which is a tiny horse. Yeah, I know nothing about this. Uh, so I so love this. This is all series. foreign to me. Yeah, he was so impressed in the beginning of the series. Uh, Pratt had his character Andy had fallen into the this ditch. He wasn't even a star. He, he, no, he was. A, he was a guest star. He was on the couch. Yeah, for the first season, yeah. he, he wasn't even a permanent member of the cast. And so he had he had, had twisted his ankle, and he had this band that was not doing well. And so he was the the loser boyfriend. And uh, there was this, and that was basically the whole juxta or the whole uh, point of the show. Oh, Amy Poehler's character was attempting to get this ditch taken care of. It was served as a plot point. Okay. And so that's what the first song is about. The pit? How, the pit, yeah. Okay. All right, let's check this out. The pit. I was in here, the pit. You were in here, the pit. We all were in here, the pit. It's his grunge uh, song. All right. And then the next one, Two Birds Holding Hands, is uh, when uh, Andy and uh, his girlfriend on the show decide to get married. All right, here we and- go. Yeah, on a so little time. Things I really want to do. This fire through the sky. It's 
I guess is coming out. Yeah. Uh, and that will drop on August 27th. I think Parks and Rec is going to be. Now, did your daughter, Case, did she take a dive into Parks and Rec no, yet? No. They, okay, because um, it's, it's very Office-esque. It was The Office, uh, yeah. then a little bit of Scrubs, lately Friends, All right. always Criminal Minds. <laughs> Parks criminal and Rec is minds. one of those shows that definitely gets better uh, after season one. Season one was okay, yeah, uh, but it was it was short, and then when Chris Pratt became a permanent member of the cast, it got better, and, and it was one of those casts uh, that, that came together, and, and you know everybody made the other person funnier. Nice. Uh, sources tell Deadline that Indiana Jones 5 is set to start filming next week. Uh, the magazine reports that uh, cameras are set to roll at Pinewood Studios and other locations around the U.K. Harrison Ford will star alongside Mads Mikkelsen. All right. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Thomas Kretschmann, uh, Seanette Renee Wilson, and Boyd Hallbrook. So the cast is good. In the James Mangold-directed sequel. I hope this is... And you got to treat it as such. Make this the swan song. Sink it all into it. Fill it full of emotion. Because the third one with Connery was supposed to be that. The wrap yeah. up to the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And it ended and emotionally. It, it did, yeah. Very and, much so. Yeah. And then they had the, the Crystal Skull, which a lot of people didn't like. And it had some very ridiculous things in it. It has I its didn't, moments. I didn't, it didn't kill it for me. Yeah. Some people really hated it. Uh, but you're right. They need to... You got to put a cap on it. So do your best work. Make yeah. it make it mean something. It would be great to see. I know that they had plans to try and expand, you know, using Shia LaBeouf as the son character and, and spin off into him, but no. I didn't like him. I, I thought he was just a, an a-hole. He was annoying. His character was an a-hole. And B, uh, you know, the fact that he basically said disparaging things about uh, Spielberg and everybody right. afterwards, probably not going to happen. Right. Uh, so anyhow, but maybe they'll find a way to to continue it in a different way after you know they they put an end to Indies. Uh, maybe run. make Phoebe Waller Bridge the next Indiana Jones. Maybe yeah, you Indiana. Uh, yeah, you never know. The name could stay the same. All right, and then uh, one last story, and then we will move along. How about this? The Queen in the North is returning to the realm of HBO. Sophie Turner, Game of Thrones has been cast in what's called The Staircase, a limited series about the novelist Michael Peterson and the mysterious death of his second wife, Kathleen Peterson. Hmm. Uh, Turner joins a handful of big names in the upcoming project, including Colin Firth. Firth. Uh, uh, yes, he will be second. Uh, then uh, Tony Collette uh, is also in it, and behind-the-scenes showrunners Antonio Campos, who did The Devil All the Time, and Maggie Cohen, who was with American Crime Story, are writing and executive producing the series. What's the status of the uh, Game of Thrones universe? They're still working on that. I mean, there's yeah. going to be three other I mean, uh, prequels yeah. coming up. Are you... Are, are you um... Oh, I'll be on board. Okay. Yeah, I'll be on board for sure. Uh, Kathleen Peterson, by the way, was found dead at the bottom of the staircase of her North Carolina home in 2001 when her husband, Michael, made the 911 call and said that uh, she had accidentally fallen. He was soon after charged with first-degree murder. Michael was found guilty of beating his wife to, get to death in 2003. Jeez. 
was sentenced to life in prison without parole, but he was granted a new trial in 2011 after a judge ruled that a key witness had lied during testimony. And in 2017, he was released from custody. So this is a pretty interesting story uh, that they will be following. All right, we're ready for clips. The animated DreamWorks film Spirit Untamed follows a girl who moved from life... Marissa, he's trying to get your attention. Uh, Follows a girl who moved... From life in the city to a small town where she befriends a wild Mustang named Marty. Spirit. Spirit. And <laughs> I've seen the commercials. They're very inspiring. In this clip, star uh, Isa Gonzalez looks at how this role was uh, was very meant to be. Here we go. Yeah, I actually was horses as well. My my mother and I grew up horseback riding. And, you know, funny story is my mom's horse had a baby and that was my horse my whole life. So it was just, I mean, very, very kismet, very meant to be. And it's funny, you know, that this movie for me was sort of a love letter to my parents, both my mother and my father. Dickhead. <laughs> All right. Um, it spirit untamed. Spirit. This, spirit. Uh, wildfire. Uh, this is every girl. Uh, uh, you know, this is right in the pocket. Oh, and, yeah. and even the commercial gets oh, you a little teary. Yeah. Yep. Is this a sequel? Wasn't there another spirit movie? You know what? This is spirit too. Matt, Matt Damon was in it? I remember. I thought I, like it, it looked no. familiar. Stallion of the Cimarron or something like that? You're thinking mm. Born Identity. Oh. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not that. Maybe the Born Ultimatum. <laughs> The born horse. I don't think so. Born, born untamed. This is called spirit untamed. Yeah. It might spirit be t- uh, of the Cimarron. Stallion of the Cimarron. Spirit. Cimarron. Spirit. 2002. Cimarron. Spirit. It, it's called spirit. Uh, spirit. Stallion of the Cimarron. Yes. What? That's, that's the whole. That's the whole title. Spirit. Stallion spirit. of the Cimarron. And this. <laughs> and this one is called spirit. Stallion. Untamed. Tamed. Untamed. What is it? Untamed. Oh. Well, can you fu- spirit broken? Next clip. Okay. Spirit <laughs> trip to the glue factory. What's happening? Spirit. Right. Uh, a, a series based off Stephen King's novel uh, Lizzie's story reveals the unsettling memories of Lizzie Landon. Lizzie and her late husband Scott. I assume it's pronounced Lizzie. It's L I S E Y. Okay. And, and I hear this book is fantastic. The reviews I've read it are great. I need to get to this eventually. In this clip, Dane DeHaan talks about his time with co-star Julianne Moore. Here we go. Of kindness and trust, and then to allow that to translate into being to go into kind of like dark, weird, twisted places while the camera is rolling. But then as soon as cut is called, you're back in this kind of like giggly atmosphere. Um, It was truly refreshing for me and wonderful. And like, she's just like, you know, one of my favorite people that I've worked with. Uh, Lizzie's story is now streaming on Apple TV+. So is this a supernatural story? I don't know anything about uh, that. I I purposely have not found out what it's about because I do want to read the novel. So, uh, but but there are, yeah, someone, uh, the husband dies and then he speaks to her or somehow or another has communication with her and, and there's an unfinished business type of thing. Does to he it. speak to her through a horse? A horse. Yeah, spirit. 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 I guess. I don't know. Who's my little dead husband? That horse have a name? Carrot spirit. Trooper. Cimarron. Yeah. Yeah. From, uh, damn it, I could use that as a stupid question. I don't know. <laughs> we'll use it tomorrow. Come here, trooper, baby. <laughs> a defenseless animal. <laughs> 
I've got a good mind to smack your fat face. <laughs> you can't do that to our pledges. <laughs> Only we can do that to our pledges. Okay, we could do a bunch uh-huh. on um, uh, Animal. Animal House. Yes. yes. Spirit. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break, why don't we? Uh, I want to remind you that uh, Mr. Jordan Ashby from St. Elizabeth is our coolest teacher of the year. Hopefully we'll hear from him this morning. And we have nominated a new uh, school to vote for a coolest teacher, and that is Upper Moreland High School in Willow Grove. So you guys get to vote. You just text the word teacher to 39333, and we'll send a voting link back to you. By the way... Uh, Jill Biden went to school there. Is that right? Under, under the notable alumni. That is. We hit all those schools right. in Delaware, and you didn't go to those. Uh, yep. So, yeah. all right, we're no, going to take... She. she. Not Joe, Jill. Jill. Oh, I thought Dr. Joe. Jill. No, Jill Biden. All right, so we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. We'll be right back. Get what you want when you want it. MMR on demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush, Sarah's Rock Breakdown, MMR Podcasts, the latest videos and interviews with your fave artists, and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. Steve, I think the lyric is, I've got my eyes wide. It sounds like i got my ass wide. I think ass wipe hits me on a more visceral level. I I think, yes, uh, you know, because we can all relate to it. Yeah, getting your ass wiped. People wipe their asses. Not everyone can have people who have people who wipe their asses. Hey, real quick, can I do a shout out? Yes. Uh, I got this email from Brittany Bell. She said, hey, uh, Preston, my dad, John Bell, used to do some videography with you at the station a few years back. He videoed the Haunted Hayride, uh, the Haunted Horror Ride is what it was called, uh, the Cardboard Classic, and we always love doing work with you guys. It made him feel young. Uh, he's going in for surgery on the morning of June 16th. Uh, Can you give him a big, large shout, uh, shout out for good luck? It will make his day. So I'd like to do a... Uh, let's get, let's get can we do a big in. one yeah, for yeah. Uh, our buddy John Bell? Because he's... Um, uh, all of our videos before Nick Murphy came along, he's the guy who did them. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Yeah! I was just showing some uh, friends the other day the video of uh, my flight with the Blue Angels. Yes. And John was uh, the person who did the video there. He was the so. pilot. And he yeah, was no, a... he was not the pilot. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, he was the video guy. No. Uh, but, you know, in my heart, he'll always be the pilot. Right. Yeah. If you want the shot the right way, I have to fly. Good luck to yeah. you, John. All right. Uh, oh, we have our, we got our teacher oh! on the line. It's time to do that. Yes, yesterday we had uh, put the call out to St. Elizabeth High School in Wilmington, Delaware, to vote for the coolest teacher. And they texted in and they told us that this guy is the coolest teacher. So we would like to welcome Mr. Jordan Ashby to the show this morning. Jordan, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing great. Uh, Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Excellent. A biology teacher, we understand, correct? That's correct. I am uh, currently in our upper school, and I teach um, seventh and eighth grade math and science. And I also am a freshman biology teacher. Well, there you go. You okay. got it all covered. What's uh, what did you mean by the upper school? So um, Cloud City. Is we run pre K three all the way up to twelfth grade. Okay, and ah, I got so you. our pre K three program to sixth grade is currently our lower school, and then seventh grade to twelfth grade is our upper school. Nice. And you've been it says teaching there since two thousand twelve. Is that your whole career, or did you begin somewhere else? Um, I, when I graduated from college, I actually was working at the University of Delaware with a 4-H program for about six years, seven years, okay. and then um, switched into Catholic education and was at St. Mary Magdalene for two years and then switched to my alma mater at St. Elizabeth and have been here ever since. Okay. You love it? Yes. 
Definitely. What's the best? Hands down. What, what's, uh, what's one of your favorite things about uh, being a teacher and, and molding these young minds? Uh, I think for me, uh, I was able, able to come back to my alma mater and sort of repay the uh, wonderful experiences that I had as a high school student for the kids that are here today. Um, and so being able at St. Elizabeth, with it being close-knit, we can kind of craft a resume for any student that's here. Oh. Um, so it's, it's nice. It's definitely good. We have um, a lot of stuff on our campus between athletics, academics, um, but also we developed the spiritual side of them, too, um, with it being a Catholic institution. So that's cool. um, it's all-encompassing. All Anybody still teaching there when you were a student? Um, I won't call them out by name, but yes. (laughs) The lifers. Nice. And we see that you are a diehard Philadelphia Union fan. Just just a little bit, yes. Yeah, because we found a photo of you with uh, jerseys hanging up all over the place. Is this your Union man cave that we're looking at? It is, yes. It's down uh, in my basement and uh, turned it into my Union cave with all my Union-born jerseys from players from the past. No, that's nice. awesome. Yeah, and in Wilmington, you're not too far from Subaru Park. You get over to games a lot. I'll bet then. Yes, season ticket holder there. So um, love every game that we're there. Glad to have it back open to 100 percent capacity. So get some more energy back in the stands. All awesome. right, and you're the head yeah. soccer coach at St. Elizabeth. Correct for boys and girls team. Yes. Excellent, man. That's got to be yeah. a lot of fun for you being a fan. It, it definitely is uh, able to kind of translate what I see and appreciate from the game and try to help some of our younger athletes that are coming up and trying to follow in, you know, some of our local stars like we've just seen recently. Um, some local Philly guys have uh, won some big honors. Nice. Excellent. So, uh, looking forward to the summer? Uh, very much so. Very much so. Try to regroup after this crazy year that we've been dealing with. Um Kids have been resilient, um, faculty and staff have been resilient, and we just find new ways to keep doing what we've been doing. When does it wrap up officially? Um, so here at St. Elizabeth, we are done uh, next Friday. Ooh, All right. Nice. All right. So yeah, close. Graduation uh-huh. coming up on Monday for our seniors, um, graduation next uh, midweek for our eighth graders, and then um, the rest of our guys wrap up the end of next week. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, yeah. continue the great work because they're definitely appreciated. They voted for you. We're going to give you the President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug, a pair of MMRBQ tickets to sit in the Coolest Teacher section, a cooler, a Coolest Teacher T-shirt to wear at the show, and a $25 gift card uh, from Acme Markets, and that's from your students, Jordan. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, and I appreciate the awesome you know, recognition and shout-outs that you guys are giving to educators. Excellent, it's really man. appreciate it. It's our pleasure. Let's hear from Mr. Yay! Ashby, guys. Have a good one, man. And there you go. Now we have Upper Moreland High School in Willow Grove. Uh, that's doing the voting. So just text word teacher to 39333 and we'll send you the voting link. It's that simple. Spread the nice. word. And then maybe we'll be talking to your favorite teacher tomorrow morning. Uh, I wanted to highlight this story. I almost put this in the bizarre file, but I think it's it's worth talking about because it is one of the most beautiful uh, examples of instant karma that I've ever seen. Uh, and if you feel free to share a story where you've seen somebody in, in the middle of douchebaggery uh, all of a sudden, having uh, things turn the other way on like them. Like instantly, not like yeah. it happened down the road. And in this case, the story you're going to describe oh. happened instantly so, in the most profound way. In Washington State, police are seeking information on an apparent karmic incident. Uh, the uh, It happened near Blue Heron Park on Sunday. A few family members were boating together on Moses Lake. Their vessel was flying LGBTQ and transgender rights flags. Uh, Suddenly, another boat flew by, its occupants allegedly screaming slurs at the boat with the pride flags. One woman even flipped them off, a moment that was caught on camera, by the way. 
Uh, the four Pride passengers, the man, his girlfriend, his brother, and brother's partner were nonplussed, then frightened as the boat started circling the other boat. They started circling around them and yelling at them, heckling them with anti-gay and trans slurs. Like this boat is, they're just out on the water. Having a day. They're just doing their thing. Yeah. I, like you have to, I actually have to go out to them to yell at them. The passenger who identified himself as Robbie told BuzzFeed that uh, that's about the time that his brother started recording. He said the, the the boat quickly made a sharp turn back towards us and then went around us. I then again personally heard someone shout what I thought to be the word gays. So I asked my brother to pull out his phone and blatantly start recording in hopes that it would avoid conflict if they noticed. Uh, the boat proceeded to start doing donuts around them six or seven times, churning up the waters. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to make the waters rough. Uh-huh. Uh, they then attempted to speed away. As they left, a large cloud of smoke surrounding the area we're, we're, uh, we occupied, he said. After a moment, we heard a loud backfire. A sputter came from the boat. And though I could not see the boat in this direction, I could see a cloud of black smoke rising. The boat, apparently, something exploded in it. <laughs> Which sent the hecklers into the water and then into the rescuing arms of the passengers that they had just been vilified. Oh they picked them up. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the boat wow. went completely up in flames. I mean, like gone. Sank gone. the whole thing. Yeah. Within within minutes. Yeah. I wonder how, that, how awkward that boat ride was. Oh. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh... Uh, apparently, they didn't talk to him at all, though, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, Kathy, they have video of them swimming to them. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the passengers did not thank them, let alone apologize, as the rescuers called 911. Uh, they were <laughs> screaming for help as if they just didn't flip us off while trying to make waves and jumble us around, Robbie had tweeted. If you don't possess the decency to just say thank you yeah, exactly. at that point. Yeah. You don't have to say sorry because you're clearly not sorry. Right. right? But you at least say thank it. you for the rescue. Right. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Right. Uh, he said uh, they got them out of the water immediately. Uh, police are still trying to sort out the fracas and want uh, to interview Robbie and his family. So. But that's instantaneous. I mean, and that's, that's I've, one of the best, and it happened, it's not anywhere near as good as this. Some you had, You've had a similar. You're going down the road. You're going down the highway. There's some dude on your ass. Mm-hmm. He can't see. I remember this. This is like, on the Blue Room. Guy can't see that up of... The reason why traffic's moving the way it is, there's a police car up a couple of cars, <laughs> yeah. right? Now, uncharacteristically, this cop car is in the slower lane. So, you know, like, I, you know, usually they're, they're going somewhere. And he's just driving, wherever he's driving. The guy cuts around, drives off onto the shoulder, goes past me, goes past the guy in front of him, goes past the guy in front of him. Boom. Seconds. Lights go on. Oh, I, I mean, that guy, that cop pulled that guy over in record time. I live for moments like that. I yeah. mean, like when that happens, um, oh, I just. Uh, oh, it was awesome. I see it. it was awesome. I want to see it. And yeah. I, I want to honk my horn and make sure that uh, D-bag knows. And you, you just, you almost wanted, though, I felt, I really want to just pull over and go, <laughs> just sit there and look at the camera. Yeah, yeah. My hands on my, you know, oh, this is one. I'm just going to watch. Yeah. Oh, my God. The moment that, yeah, I, I've. I'm sure I have some memories. I, I can't. You've told me one. I can't what? recall them right yeah. now. Uh, but you know, like when you see somebody, uh, you've seen videos of somebody like on a motorcycle being uh, douchey. 
uh, douchey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, popping a wheel or whatever in the middle of traffic or something like that, and then completely tanking the bike. It's like, yeah. dude. <laughs> no, you, no, you don't want anyone to get uh-huh. killed don't want anybody or hurt. to get hurt or anything no. like that. But, but you get paid uh-huh. back. That's okay. Getting pulled over for being a douchebag and passing by cars on the shoulder. Yep. You know, because you've got to get somewhere. Yep. Uh, you know, like, what do you think? You think I want to be behind these cars? Yeah. Do you think I want to drive this slowly? Yep. What do you think we're doing? It's Where fun. do you need to get to? I was on Unless my, you're an ambulance. Yeah, I was on my way into work last week, and I was driving behind a guy who's going 10 miles per hour under the speed limit, right? So yeah. the speed limit's 35. He's going 25, 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, it pisses me off. But I had karma in mind the entire time that I was I was uh, just so tempted to go around him, yeah. right? Because it's yeah. a one-lane road or, right. you know, two lanes, essentially, one in each direction. There were no cars around us. It was just he and I. But there were just too many lights for us to be able to catch where if I were to go around him, then he catches up to me at the red light. And so that's why, that's the only reason sure. I didn't do it. Because it's you just, always you know, say karma. What, karma. What does the universe have in store for me? And normally, uh-huh. that would keep you metered a little bit. Uh, as a text, says, this kind of stuff is called justice porn. <laughs> <laughs> and you can definitely feel orgasmic for instant karma. Oh, you see it happen all the time. Like, uh, you know, when people have, like, dash cams where somebody's, like, riding their ass and they go around them. And then, yeah. you know, well, and the- then they end up, like, hitting, uh, like, a... Yes. Uh, the fishtail or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And wipe out or hit a hit a guardrail or something like as that. Long I as love those videos. Don't get hurt. hurt. Yes. You don't want I'm that. I'm cool with that. But, right. but <laughs> it's still wonderful to watch. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, you know, somebody wants to start... I saw this one. I don't know if you would consider this karma or not, but this guy started a fight with somebody. He didn't appear to be that tough. As it turns out, he's an MMA fighter. Right. And the dude just pounded him, right? Like, you know, so. Yeah, I think if if you randomly go up to someone and start a fight Uh and and, and you're being a douchebag, then karma gets visited on you if you happen to pick a fight with an MMA fighter. Oh, yeah. There are and there are loads of videos uh, that you can find on YouTube of of. Somebody being bullied. Yes. And then all of a sudden the bully, the, the one being bullied turns around and beats the ever-loving piss out of the person. There was a great one. I love it. That was just making the rounds. It looked like it was in a, like a Costco or a BJ's. And this big guy, this big guy is, is going up and he's, he's like, he's yelling at the, the guy behind the register press. And he's going, rah, 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 he's flailing, he's, you know, pounding his chest and doing the stuff. And this little guy comes around and just like, at this and he gets down like in like Tyson hunched over. Oh man! And he just starts wailing on this big guy who's now falling over. And this guy absolutely knew. This guy thought, "I'm going. I'm so much bigger than this guy. I'm yeah. going to be a dick." Yeah, yeah. And the guy visited karma upon him. It's it happens absolutely. Uh, I'll go to some calls and let me get Frank. Uh, hi, Frank. Good morning. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up, man? So uh, I'm in line for Dunkin', and there's a large line. It's early morning. Everybody wants to breakfast. And this woman decides to come in through the other entrance and try to wedge herself in front of people who've been waiting literal, like, you know, 10 minutes now. Right. So I have a brand-new car. I'm like, you know what? No, I have an SUV. She has a tiny little car. I'm like, I'm not letting her do it. So, you know, I'm wedging, I'm wedging. She gets to such a weird angle that I'm like, all right, you know what? It's a new car. She's going to literally hit my bumper now or the front of my car. Just let her go. So she realizes she won. Haha. <laughs> so she pulls down her window, goes to flip me off, and steps on the gas <gasps> at a really weird angle. So I don't know what the hell she thought she was going to do. And curbs the car. 
hits the side, yes. and it was amazing. Oh, oh that's oh, awesome. Oh, dude. Tell me that you got out and applauded. Yes. Oh, I pulled down my window, stuck my entire half of my body out, and laughed so freaking <laughs> loud. Cartoonishly so, loud. <laughs> Yeah, like like a ridiculous like I could do the Joker laugh. I'm not gonna do it. I, I'm not, I'm gonna I do don't it. believe it, Frank. But, <laughs> but yeah, and um, because she was like up on the curb, uh, she had to keep going forward. So front of the car, back of the car, and all is beautiful. I think about it anytime I'm sad. Sure, right? <laughs> yeah, you just know there is some balance in the universe. You, I think about it every time. I'm you may sad. as well walk over yeah. to that person and say thank you. Thank you for giving that memory that will pull me out of a pit of despair anytime I need it. That's great. Uh, all right, thanks, Frank. Uh, Appreciate yep, it. Yep, love you guys. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, let me see. I will go to Clayton. Hi, Clayton. Good morning. Hi, guys. You guys rock. Oh, thank you so much for everything that you guys do uh, during the whole COVID era. Uh, uh, thank you. So for my story, my brother, Thanksgiving Day, five years ago, we're going to dinner, and he cuts me off on 202. And immediately uh, shoot, shoots off shoots off the exit, and a cop follows him, yeah. and yeah. he starts he starts going like eighty miles an hour, and then gets pulled over. We meet at dinner, and I just go, "So how fast were you going?" That and you know you see it, and you hope for those moments because you always say it when you're in a moment like that, Clint. You say, "Gee, I wish there was a cop here. I wish because yes. why is this?" Absolutely, yeah, we. We, we bring it up all the time. Like, hey, Ryan, remember that time you uh, got pulled over on Thanksgiving? Shut up. Yeah. Dude, that's it's the best. best. Thanks, Clayton. Appreciate it. I mean, we try. Listen, we all make mistakes and all do dumb things. But, but I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. You, the odds are, like, this guy you encounter all the time, uh, Preston, coming in in Saw the morning. Saw him this morning. Right. Mm-hmm. This douchebag yep. who's mm-hmm. recklessly driving. Yep. Eventually, karma will be visited upon him. I hope so. We hope it's not in a lethal form. Yep. I love especially just somebody being a douchebag, yeah. getting what's coming to him right away, like this story. Let me go to Joe. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Gatsu. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, so we were on our way home from the beach, me and a couple friends. Uh, we stopped at a Wawa. We're sitting on the hood of the car, eating our hoagies and talking. This drunk guy starts heckling us, starts yelling and all this stuff. So I turn around and I go, dude, what's your problem? Why don't you shut your mouth? He goes, what? And he steps off the curb to come towards <gasps> us. Falls, smashes his head out. Like he, oh, out. he knocked himself out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, I, I just I go in Walmart. I go, hey, you got a drunk guy who fell and hit his head. You might want to call nine one one. Yeah, well, and listen, you did you did the right thing though. You, right. you want to make sure the guy's okay. But yeah, here he is, dying, bleed out. Right, but. publicly intoxicated, harassing you guys, and but he, he again, that's karma. Yeah, yeah, yep. I, I would. Well, did you immediately turn to the other person you were with and go, that was awesome? <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at my boy and I was just like, yo, you seriously just happened? <laughs> <laughs> it took care of yeah. itself. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, when things take care of themselves. It's the best. Oh, man. Thank yeah. you, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Uh, let's see. Somebody here. We got Zach who's been on hold for a little while. Zach, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for bothering me at work. It's uh, anytime. Pleasure, yeah. What's up, man? So... Before the COVID pandemic, I was a Lyft and Uber driver in the city, and I had a passenger in my car at the time, and huge traffic in, you know, in Center City, and this brand-new Kia SUV decides to cut me off. In front of us, 
was a big, you know, one of the big trucks. He hooks his front bumper on the back bar of the truck. Oh. Truck goes and rips the bumper off its brand new SUV. Oh, oh that's the best. Passengers oh. are peeing ourselves. Oh. I oh. love that. I love that. When you can have something that visceral. And, and nobody nobody got hurt, but a, a bumper was ripped off. Yes. That's excellent. That's it good. beautiful. Yeah. That's a good one, man. <laughs> I would have been screaming my head off just so happy. Oh. Oh. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go over here to Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. All right. So you had a, a karmic moment you want to tell us about. Oh, my gosh, I almost felt kind of bad. The other day I was on a walk down in the city of Wilmington, and there was this older chick coming out of the park on her bike. And this car, I guess she thought it cut her off. It didn't really look like it did. And she just started screaming curse words at the top of her lungs, so much so that everyone else who was in the area walking felt, like, awkwardly uncomfortable. And less than a second later, her bike hit the curb, and she was... She definitely like slipped off and ate it, and I felt kind of bad. But then I was like, "Oh, it's time for you." That's that's it. It's not like the curb ran out in front of her, you know. And, yeah. and, and again, that's she's making a scene. She's getting aggressive, and uh, it was hard not to laugh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> you can't help it. Agreed. Thank you, Alicia. Uh, here's a text. A here's a text came and says, "I'm a funeral director." And during procession, had someone cut off the family following the hearse. Mm-hmm. Immediately, they got pulled over by police officers. Said it was karma at its finest. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, let me go over to Jonas. Hey, Jonas, how you doing? Hey, guys, how you doing? Sorry to bother you at work. No, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, so I was driving up, uh, actually, this was a, a while ago. I was visiting my sister in college up in, in Providence, and I was on a highway coming home. And this guy came from behind me in what I, what I, I can remember was a, a red Chevy Beretta. And he was going so fast, he must have been in a hurry to get somewhere. And I was just thinking, what a jerk. And he hits the rumble strip after he passes me, shredding his tire because he was going so fast. And he must have had a you know, low tire or something. And it completely turned his wheel sideways. Oh, boy. And he, I mean, oh, wherever boy. he was going in that hurry, uh, he, he didn't get there. Right, <laughs> right. So right. I, I never think of of the of uh, the, the the rumble strips, you know, being able to shred a tire. But I guess if your pressure was low enough, perhaps yeah, maybe something was already yeah, wrong with, with it. The tire that was just the last straw that uh, that took it out. But at that second, somebody's trying to pass you on the shoulder. Yeah. And then they have, you know, a shredded tire. No, ultimately, there's sometimes you say, okay, some perhaps there's something going on. In this An course, emergency. And it's quite possible. But often you know when someone's just being a douche. You can. You yeah, you, you yeah. can tell if, if somebody, if there's an emergency, um, I'm thinking flashing lights, honking horns, yes. something like right, that. Right. Hey, I'll get out of the way. Okay. Obviously, there's something. Yeah. But if somebody's just literally getting up on your ass yeah. and being a real jerk about it, they're, they're just being a jerk. And you see it all the time. Oh, all and the it's, time. And, you know, besides tra- traffic is where we encounter a lot of these comeuppances. But, yeah. you know, I just like the, the drunk guy stepping off the sidewalk. Those those are like little pearls. Those are moments. Oh, that- that's the best. Uh, let's go to Tim. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Hey, guys. Long time listener. First time caller. Oh. Welcome, sir. What's up, bud? Hey, not much. I got one. Uh, got a deer, deer story for you. Ah. So I'm coming back from the shore one night. It's about 10 o'clock or so. Getting off of uh, 202 on the 35 pass. There's construction. It's a single lane. There's a rider truck behind me. We're kind of, you know, going a little slow. 
there's hardly any traffic. Guy in an SUV cuts me off at the last possible second. He was about to hit the concrete divider. Whoa. Within a mile down the road, right where uh, the exit for 100 is, deer flashes out of him, destroys his car. <laughs> oh, so he he actually got in front of you and took the deer that might have been meant for you. Yes. And what you yeah. didn't know yeah. is that the deer had cut somebody off, and <laughs> right. then so it was double karma. Double yeah. karma. Yeah. The yeah. deer he, was a douche. He cut off a groundhog. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd feel bad for that deer for no, getting nah. obliterated by that yeah. guy. Sometimes no. I've seen deer just like like get creamed and and like just go running off. Like, yeah. They'll do damage to a car, but they're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, stepping outside of the karma thing for just a moment, but um, don't you, like he had mentioned that last caller, w- when people <clears throat> um, take that exit uh, at the last second, they're not in the yep. actual yep. exit lane. They're, they're one over, and they'll like go through like the warning uh, strips on the ground and everything and come really close to hitting those those dividers i don't know how you i don't know how you live like that i don't know how may you i suggest just something plan on doing that every time i don't get it this man. is gonna sound like insanity get off at the next exit no and just come back <laughs> yeah because or, honestly but you're gonna kill someone but some people i see i'm, I'm like i don't think they were just oh my god i need to yeah. get that, that last second like that's how they do it you it's know? insane it's it's crazy uh, let's see. Oh, I like this one. Let me go to Steve. We're talking about instant karma. This tra- this story about this uh, uh, group of uh, uh, people on a boat. They were flying pride flags, and these other boat was harassing them. As they were circling around them, uh, their motor exploded, and the boat caught on fire. Nobody was hurt, but they had to bail out. It was beautiful. Steve, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. First time, long time. You bet, oh. buddy. What's up, man? So this was back in high school. I grew up in southern Ontario. And we had the first blizzard of the year. So a buddy drives up. He's got a huge, one of those mid-80s station wagons. He's yeah. got three girls in the car. We're like, John, give us a ride. Please, please. We can just hop in the trunk. He's like, screw you, dude. <laughs> and so we're walking home just kind of fuming. About five minutes later, we turn the corner where there's a hill. We see some skid marks in the snow oh, no. and a beautiful white station wagon crashed into the back of a city. Oh. <laughs> crashed into a bus? <laughs> oh, that's great. The front half go. of the car was just crumpled. And you know what? That would not have happened had you have delayed him a second to allow you to get into the vehicle. Yeah. There you go. But, just yeah. Why don't you being... mention that, Steve? Because as we walked by, we said, should have given us a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. That's just the best when you can be there for it. When you can, uh, and, and even have the opportunity to say something. Yeah. Or give a little yeah. wave. All the wave. A little honk of the horn. Which which would you prefer? Do you prefer understated response? Or do you prefer the leaning out and laughing like the Joker response? <laughs> I like the over the top thing. Yeah, yeah. I, Those I, are I, good. I really do. They, they are both really good. And I'll bet you police uh, cops catch that all the time, especially highway patrol, if they've. Uh, you know, where the speeds are really moving yes. and, and you yeah. get people who are a-hole drivers. If they pull somebody over and then as they're getting out to walk up to the vehicle, they hear, meh, 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 <laughs> you know, horns going by. Yeah, yeah. Going, yep, gotcha, a-hole. I bet the police hear that all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's you you hope that they, that you know, they're going to stop people from their douchiness. Right. You know? I mean, listen, you have these, like, these giant um, acts of karma. Yes. Right, where yeah. your boat blows up or whatever. Right. But then you have the other ones where... You just, you know, somebody's in this hurry. They got to get to wherever they're going super duper fast. They're a-holes about it. And then you end up at the next few red lights together. Like, I like those little bits of karma. You know? Well, I had this. I was driving through a um, 
uh, school zone, 15 yeah. miles per hour, right? Flashing lights. So I'm going 15 miles per hour because you're supposed to. Otherwise, yeah, fines yeah. are doubled. And this lady lays on her horn and like and, and is tailgating me and then goes around and gives me the bird. We ended up at the next three traffic lights together. I'm like, I'm oh, glad yeah. you got to where you were going. Right. At the same time at that the, I did. At the same time that I did. But at the first traffic light, I, <laughs> I rolled down my window to tell her. I was going through a school zone. I wasn't even yelling at her. I was yelling to her. Hey, that was a school zone back there. Like, honest mistake on your uh, your on your part. She didn't like her case, eyes were yeah. like focused forward. Like I see, on. yeah, I see nothing on the, on the my, right. My so I don't know what I look like from behind in my car, but in in the small reflection of my rearview mirror, I think I can look pretty menacing. Yeah. So if someone has done something douchey like that. I, I I will just stare, and you can see uh-huh. I, I, I you can see the car go back nine car lengths. <laughs> I had a guy driving three miles behind me <laughs> because listen, and I won't do that if someone's I'm fine, yeah. but but you have someone riding on your ass when you're about ten miles over the speed limit to begin with. Yeah, it's like come on. Yep. Yep. A lot of this happens out on on the road. Yes, uh, it does. There are other moments of karma that are wonderful when they happen right at the last second, like the drunk guy yelling at the people, and then he falls off the curb and smashes his face and passes Less up. boats and car encounters and more drunk encounters for the next time. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, thank you for the calls. Appreciate it. But uh, we got to take a break because we got to stay somewhat unscheduled. Yeah. We have the great Zack Snyder, the director Joining this morning. Now a friend of the show. He said it himself. He said it himself. He's he's super big, and uh, he still deigns to call us, which is a wonderful thing. Army of the Dead. We'll talk to him at 930. But before that, 9 o'clock, our buddy Adam Ferrara will be on the show as well. Let's take a break. Thank you for your calls. We'll come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories to share with you when we get back. Stay put. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Summer's here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, real quick, couple quick shout outs. I want right. to. I'm getting backed up, and I got to take care of these. Uh, blow I got out this that ring. I got a handwritten letter uh, from Corey Stein, and he wrote shout out alert. I uh, said, I'm writing this letter from OSUT, which is one station unit training in Fort Benning, Georgia. I am 33 years old and decided to join the Army National Guard wow. as an 11B, an infantryman. 
I'm not sure. Uh, what age can you join the... Uh, I think up to 80. The National Guard. Yeah, 80? No. no. <laughs> I, it's I don't probably know. a little more confined. Uh, I always think of uh, people in their teens and 20s. Right, but, right, um, yeah. But 33? He said, I'm also a mailman and loyal podcaster listening to the show as you bring the ha-ha every day. <laughs> we do bring the ha-ha. On my mail route. Uh, you get me through my work days, but unfortunately during training, I'm unable to listen to the show due to only being able to have one phone uh, for one hour every Sunday, have our we can only have our phones for one hour every Sunday. Wow! When I get back to New Jersey in June, I will have six months of the show to catch up on. I uh, just want to give a shout out to Foxtrot Company, two forty seven one ninety seventh Infantry Brigade. Uh, can't wait to graduate in June and go the hell home. Uh, and he says uh, in creepy stalker voice, "I love you guys." I can't do it. You, you have to do that. I love you guys. No, I think the stalker like Harold. I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you trials. That is from Pi- Private First Class Corey Stein. He says, "P.S. Hope everyone on the show is doing well." So here's nice. your shard out. And good luck to you, and thanks for That's doing very that. That's very cool. Corey, so yeah. When you make that assessment of your life and you decide yeah. to change directions. I want to do this. My brother went into, he, he graduated, my older brother Gene, uh, an English teacher, got his degree, and then at a certain point decided, okay, maybe it's time to enlist, to try something different. Mm-hmm. And he did, and then ended up on that tr- that journey so to, you, to the National uh, the uh, the um, Secret Service. Uh, National Guard is 17 to 35. Oh, he's age. just under the wire. So there you go. And then one last thing. Uh, I got this. Uh, it says, good morning at Preston and Steve. Former intern Johnny Howard here. Ah, Johnny's great. Four years ago, while I was still working for you lovely people, the greatest thing in the world happened to me. I met the most beautiful woman in the world, Amber Lee Jones. Ever since I met her randomly at a singles mixer, no less, uh, I've been under her intoxicating spell, and I never want to be released from it. Uh, She's taught me a lot about patience and understanding. There's nothing I wouldn't do for this woman, and I intend to make her my bride. If I could marry her today, I would, but right now money is a bit tight for a ring. As a placeholder, can I ask for a big juicy birthday shout out for your sexiest fan, my partner for life, the beautiful moon goddess, Amber Lee. Let's so, give her a full one. Of course right. we can do that. So, yeah, yeah, yep. Do that. Here we go. All right. Yeah. Happy birthday, Amber Lee. Love that gal. And Johnny is a very lucky man. They very just got a house man. together. It's blissfully happy. Yep. All right, we got to do the Bizarre File, and then we got a quick guest we're going to talk to. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. They make life so much easier. Never leave your house for propane ever again. Uh, visit cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C-H. Spell, that's cinch.com spelled C-Y-N-C-H.com. Uh, two young sisters were involved in a head-on crash involving a semi-tractor truck on a roadway in Utah Wednesday morning. It was a nine-year-old girl that was driving. Whoa. What? Uh, yes, with her four-year-old sister in the car when they attempted to get on the freeway. Uh, the girls drove about 10 miles from their home via a highway and a freeway before exiting off, hopping on a medium, and slamming head-on into a semi-truck. Nobody was hurt, though. That's miraculous. It is. Please. I was 
11 before I was comfortable with driving on the freeway. Uh, police said the children got into the vehicle because they wanted to go to California and swim in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Little idiots. Uh, the <laughs> semi-driver got out to check on the condition of those in the vehicle, and initially he told police he couldn't believe his eyes when he saw who was actually driving. That's miraculous. While the car suffered serious damage, and even the semi had to be towed, Jeez. No, no one was seriously hurt in the crash. Yeah. That's great. I mean, yep. great that they no one was injured. Yep. All right, I had this story a couple days ago, and there was a little follow-up to it, so I'm glad I got to it now. A 10-year-old Miami boy was shot after his father took him on a faux drive-by shooting with a paintball gun, and a frightened homeowner returned fire with real bullets because he thought he was being shot at with a real gun. So the purpose of this was to instruct him how to execute a drive-by? No, it was it, they were playing. Okay. So, so there were other kids in the neighborhood. So Michael Williams is 26 and allegedly gave in to his son's pleas late Sunday to take him on a paintball drive-by shooting. <laughs> Where police said the boy fired off uh, unlethal rounds into a crowd gathered in a front yard of a home. Okay. Now, it was a stupid thing to do. It was stupid. Without yeah. question. So, uh, But the homeowner, identified as George Barnes, thought the gunfire was real. And he and yeah. his family were under attack. So he returned fire with a real round, and it hit the boy. Uh, the youngster was then run over by his father's van after being shot and losing his balance. Uh, the boy was Did hosp- you have fun today, buddy? Was hospitalized after the shooting, was expected to recover. Uh, Williams told the station, uh, the TV station that interviewed them, that a group of neighborhood kids were running around and shooting paintballs at each other. Oh, my God. Another child said the group ended up in front of the home where Williams' son was shot. Uh, Neighbors, meanwhile, said they saw the duo driving around with ski masks on. Uh, The guy riding around with the kids in the car with their ski masks on, a neighbor said, and hoodies on, and they were apparently shooting at people. Hey, son, remember when I took you out, got you shot, and then drove over you? He said, uh, we never had this as kids, never. We played uh, baseball with tennis balls in the street. Yeah. Uh, We never had to worry about anything like this. This is crazy. (laughs) Uh, Williams has been charged with child neglect. With great bodily harm for acting recklessly by agreeing to conduct a drive-by paintball shooting. If wow. you were a kid and, and you had asked your dad, say when you were nine or ten, if he could take you out and do a faux drive-by on your friends, yeah, he probably would have said yes, sure. right? But let's use real guns. Let's use real guns. Yeah. A bear mauled a hiker in Yellowstone National Park near Wyoming Montana state line on Friday morning. An attack that sent the man to a hospital in an ambulance. Uh, the 39-year-old man suffered. What about me? You're just going to leave me here? Yeah. Uh, the 39-year-old man suffered significant injuries to his lower extremities but was able to hike out on his own before the ambulance picked him up. How like did he the, repel the bear? Like, the bears don't even have to try now. No, like they're no. Just, it's a feast. It's yeah. a buffet for them out there right now. There have been so many reports of these types of things. Uh, the attack happened on Beaver Ponds Trail, a five-mile loop uh, near uh, Mammoth Hot Springs. Uh, the man was hiking alone when he encountered what he believed to be two grizzly bears, and one bear made contact with the hiker, causing injuries. Now, sometimes you can't finish your hiker, so I have a great way to store them and make sure they're fresh when you want to eat them later on. Uh, Beaver Pond's trail was closed after the attack until further notice. This is the first time in uh, 2021 that a bear has injured a person at Yellowstone. Uh, I think I have more stories coming up, believe it or not, in this yeah, report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's, there's been a lot of activity. Uh, one radio uh, reporter went all the way in to get a scoop on a swingers club near Copenhagen when she had sex with a man she was interviewing. Louise Fisher can be heard moaning during the on-the-record intercourse, uh, part of a two-minute segment that aired on Radio 4 in Denmark. Uh, she said, I don't have a boyfriend. That definitely made it a lot easier. Yeah, that's easier for broadcasters to have sex with strangers. She said, my mother just thinks it's funny and laughs. My father thought it was really cool. 
Um, That's my daughter. Uh, the X-rated <laughs> segment focused on the reopening of a swingers club named Swingland. Yeah. After the lifting of COVID nineteen restrictions, and Fisher discussed the reactions to her unortho- unorthodox interview style. She said. Most of them were very positive. They thought it was brave and cool. <laughs> Others think that I've crossed the line in journalism. We have actually audio of that encounter. We should have it over. Oh, really? Right. Of, of them, uh, of her. Now, I think she's speaking in a different language, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we have you're it. hearing slapping. Here we go. Moving since six. Okay. When's your next first story, Cass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, so... So, uh, is it called Swingerland? Is that what they call it? Swingerland, yep. Is that like Digger World? (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot like Swingland, actually. Uh, So, the journalist uh, in the middle of that uh, slapping segment had asked the the man (laughs) that she's having sex with if he can tell her what he's seeing, and he responds, a delicious woman. Oh, shit, yeah. Right? Uh, And tonight, (laughs) I go inside a sex club. Uh, how does it feel back there? Feels great. <laughs> Who's uh, that? Jim, <laughs> Jim Lukashevsky. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, how does it feel back there behind me? <laughs> Feels great, Tom. <laughs> she, it hadn't apparently been the plan ahead of the report to participate uh, in the club. Uh, Tina Craigland, <laughs> Radio Force head of news, said uh, that the station approved of the move. I have an idea. Why don't I have sex with the participants? Yeah, she said, uh, I feel I that I just think it's cool when the reporters try to make the stories in a different way. Yeah, to just, just spice it up a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's, listen, there is every possibility that she didn't actually do that. It was on the radio. Could have been somebody just... It's going- possible. But don't you think local news could benefit if occasionally when they arrived at the scene of something that they had sex with the people there? Yes. Yeah. You would think so. Right? Back to you, Jim. Right. <laughs> All right, and that's it. We're going to wrap up the Bizarre File right there, friends. And right into an event that I have coming up this weekend. It's going to be big. You have great be, weather. I will not be swinging with any one of this event. Aww. But, uh, yeah, the weather's going to be great. Uh, so we are in luck because Saturday is the best day of the week. Uh, sunny and 89 degrees is what we're looking at. And it's called the Philadelphia Take Steps drive through Charity Event. Uh, I've been doing this for several years, hosting it. My daughter has Crohn's disease, and this is benefiting the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation for research, education, patient support services, anybody who's suffering from inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, So this morning, we were happy to welcome, just to get an idea of what the event is about, she's the co-chair of the executive council for the Philadelphia Take Steps event. This is Caroline McGlynn, who's on the show. Hello, Caroline. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're good, and... um, Excited for this weekend. Now, last year, um, the event was virtual, um, and this year, it's a driving event. Can you tell us a little bit about what this is going to be like, Caroline? Sure. And as you said, the weather's going to be great, which we're very excited about. Um, so it's a drive-through event. Um, it, it supports our mission at Crohn's and Colitis Foundation to find a cure for those diseases and help those who are affected by the disease. And what it will entail is an awesome road rally drive-through. So to kind of keep in mind the COVID restrictions that are out there and also the patients who could be at risk from that, we have everybody driving through uh, a whole sort of awesome uh, road that has been created in Lot H of the Wells Fargo Center. There are going to be tents from our sponsors that have a lot of swag and giveaway. There's going to be a TikTok tent, photo booth, a bunch of live music. Obviously, Preston, you're going to be there, which will be exciting for everybody. 
Um, but we really encourage everybody to come on through sometime between 1030 and 1230 on Saturday um, and then set up shop. We have some, some areas set aside for tailgating and some fun with food trucks and a teddy bear mobile for some of the people to bring their kids to play and do some fun activities. So we're really, really looking forward to the event. I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, you know, because uh, restrictions are being uh, loosened up now. And especially once you've had events that have been in the planning for months and months and months, it's hard to try, kind of switch gears Change immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. as restrictions are changing. But also, <clears throat> like my daughter who has Crohn's disease, uh, is um, immunodeficiency, immuno issues. And so, uh, she, and she's also uh, 14 years old. She hasn't had a chance to get the um, uh, the vaccine yet because we have to have her tested. She's got low iron. She's got all these medical things, so she can't have the vaccine yet. And therefore, that's why we are still being cautious, even though the restrictions have been lightened up a little bit. So that's something to consider when you figure a good amount of people that might be going to this event have similar medical issues. So hence, keeping it the way that it is now with this tailgate drive through thing, correct? Absolutely. And, and people can just drive through if they want to stay in their cars. There's going to be a lot of excitement. Everybody can have their windows down. People will obviously be wearing masks and remaining you know, socially distanced. But you can then park and still be socially distanced outside while you listen to music and, and engage in some of these fun activities. So, so Caroline, some, uh, there's always great live bands that you guys have at uh, Take Steps. Are there going to be any live music? There is. There's going to be a ton of live live music throughout the entire event, and then there's that, like I said, that period of time, sort of after people drive through, they can park and like hang out. You can bring tailgating stuff if you want, and as we said, there'll be food trucks. So we're trying to kind of motivate and and have people come through so they can really enjoy enjoy sort of an outdoor festival feeling. And uh, people can sign up on my team, by the way. It's Team Preston WMMR. If you would like to make a donation or actually come and join at the event, that'd be great. But if you can't. If you if, if anything that you can donate would be wonderful to help out because uh, the people suffering from uh, inflammatory bowel diseases uh, go through a significant amount of pain and uh, to help them, you know, find some uh, some treatments or cures. I mean, it, it just means the world. It really does. And, you know, they, they asked, we actually estimate that between one point six and three point one million Americans suffer from these diseases. So every last dollar counts. And. If you regarding donations, Preston, mm-hmm. I wanted to just put out there if people do want to make a donation and specific to your team or others, you can go to www.cctakesteps.org slash Philadelphia. We okay. definitely want to get credit for our Philadelphia event because we're usually and have been the biggest event in the country. We're very proud of that. So everybody come on, drive through and support our mission. Excellent. All right. Well, this Saturday, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to seeing you, Caroline. We will have fun and just want as many people to come out as possible. So thanks for touching base. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Have a good day. Anytime you too. Caroline, thank you. Uh, So, oh, nice. Give me three steps. Uh, Normally, the event is at inside the uh, Citizens Bank Park in the... um, uh, what do you call the concourse? The, uh, the concourse. Yeah. Thank you, Casey. And they have like four or five bands as you're doing the walk, and then you go, you get to go down to the field. But they have all these bands playing this great music. It's such a fun event. Well, you're that much closer to that for next year. Yes. So you, I mean, last year you couldn't really do anything. This sounds like it's going to be a blast on your way. Yeah. And as you said, the reason is you got to maintain a greater degree of sensitivity to people with immunocompromised situations. Exactly. So, but you get there. Yep. So, Saturday, Wells Fargo Center, like we said, go to WMMR.com and you can click on events and you can find out the information. All right, let's take a break. We got Zack Snyder coming up. We got Adam Ferrara on the way. We will be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. 
I'm Matt with KM Facility Services, a building maintenance, repair, and construction company. We provide services to you and your business operating at maximum potential. Lighting, electrical, carpentry, welding, concrete, equipment repair, no job is too big or too small. If you've got a store, restaurant, bar, warehouse, factory, garage, or parking lot, then you need our number. Give us a call at 856-338-8205 or check us out on Facebook at KM Facility Services, LLC. Next message. Thanks, Grab and Go and Hot Dog Tommies of K-May join together to open on the Sea Isle City Promenade. We are open from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily and looking for employees for this season. Contact PJ at 609-685-1237 for more information. Gabs. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Uh, you know what? A couple things I want to mention here, Steve. I know I, I brought I saw up... you shaking your index finger. I thought yeah. you were going to do a jitterbug. No, I'm not going to do the jitterbug. <laughs> uh, but I did a couple things. One, one is uh, is um, some sad news, and it concerns our company. Uh, yes. Um, the patriarch, the the founder of the company, uh, passed away yesterday. George Beasley. Uh, he was 89 years old. Uh, he bought his first radio station in 1961. And a man and, and managed to uh, to grow the company into one of the five biggest radio groups in the country. Yes. Um, so he lived a pretty amazing life. He started off as a, apparently a high school principal, and then decided to switch paths and get into radio. So they actually, when he was a principal, I believe that they would still he he purchased his first radio station and they would travel in the summer when he would have off and he would take all of his kids with them. And that's why all of the kids got into radio was because they would go to these radio stations and that's how they spent their summer was going no with their kidding. dad okay. into the stations. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. He, he, um, now he loved radio and, um, we actually, uh, the one and only time I got to meet him, we got to meet him was at that event, which is right here in the city, it's an award ceremony, an award ceremony. Yeah. And he made it. And uh, couldn't have been nicer, and uh, it was yeah. it was it was really cool because you know I I'd heard the name many many times. Our our uh, you know his daughter Caroline Beasley is the one who's running the company now, and, and uh, you know does a great job. But she's she was obviously very proud, um, you know, of him, and, and it was an honor to meet him with her there. Yeah, it was in 2016 that they that they bought um, our company, our former company, Greater Media. Um, and, uh, that gave them 62 radio stations overall. It's not as big as some of the big dominating companies like Intercom and iHeartMedia. And that's what I love about it, actually. Yes. Is the family, it's a family it's run a family. radio station. And we actually, you know, uh, just the, the, we're, we're not executives, uh, but we have no problem being able to communicate directly with the executives, which is a rare thing. Why do I have a feeling we would not have that kind of access? <laughs> no, you're right. You know, where, where you actually have people that you know who are right up to the top of the company yep. who come by and will say hi and hang out, and uh, you'll see them at events. That That's great. So we want to pass along our condolences yeah. to uh, Caroline and Bruce and the rest of the Beasley family because, uh, obviously, this is he's the man who, who started, started this, it all. this whole thing. So sad news to pass along. So I wanted to make sure that I did... Mention that. Um, and with sad news actually comes some uplifting news in the fact that uh, the Wawa Welcome America party uh, has been announced. Yes. Oh, yes. And the information yes. is out about that. So it will be 
a return of an in-person party. Uh, and here, what I didn't know is they're going to move it from the parkway to the man center this year. Oh. So a different location. That's kind of cool. Isn't that wild? I mean, it's, it's set up clearly for it. So they will headline. Now, I, I've just a little bit of information about um, the acts that will be performing. Uh, so BB Rexa and Flo Rida. Are going to headline the end. No, it's Florida, Preston. Oh no, Florida is <laughs> oh, the first dude, time yeah. I ever saw Flo Rida written down before he really broke huge as an artist. Right, I, I was yeah. like, Flo Rida. Yeah, who is this gal, Flo Rida? <laughs> it's Flo Rida. So Flo Rida is going to be performing and uh, BB Rexa. So um, that's all I know is as far as the um, musical acts go. You Bill dances to this every morning. Go ahead, Case. <laughs> I don't know. I can't hear this and not think of Tom Cruise. Yes. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, what was his name? Tropic Grossman. Yeah. Les Grossman. <laughs> Les Grossman. That's yeah. it. Oh, my God. He loves it. This is the best. Uh, so the festivities will run for 16 days, which will be its longest span yet. Uh, there will be a focus on black history and multicultural education. The event will begin June 19th. Uh, the Juneteenth holiday that marks the anniversary of the end of slavery in the United States. On that day, uh, the African-American Museum in Philadelphia, a Welcome America partner, will host an outdoor celebration. Uh, they'll offer free admission, by the way, June 19th and 20th. Uh, the following two Saturdays, the museum will host educational freedom liberty celebrations that highlight African-American history and culture. And among six free movie screenings held over the course of the 16 days, uh, will be a documentary on the Tulsa Race Massacre and also the biographical movie Hidden Figures. And, of course, that tells the story of three black women in uh, NASA that were mathematicians and uh, helped uh, further the program. So the concert, I guess, is going to be at the man, but are, are they going to have anything on the parkway? or is it That's all... what I couldn't quite okay. tell. Cornhole. It's, it, they're going to do cornhole. <laughs> no. Do like um, cornhole. Yeah, the only thing that was mentioned is... Um, well, is that going to be the site of the fireworks? That's what I'm, I'm wondering. Well, there will be fireworks, and, right. and, and I don't know. So that, um, that, that maybe that's where you go for the fireworks. Here it says, throughout the festival, other museums and attractions will also offer free admission on certain days. Wawa Hoagie Day, Casey, you and I will be back hosting that. will be celebrated at Independence Mall on July 1st. Um, and, yeah, it, it says there will be uh, fireworks, Steve, but it doesn't say if they're going to be at the uh, at the art museum. I assume what? that's the, the location because they set them off behind the museum, right, as always? I don't know, dude. As they're, always? I, I do not know. Uh, it says here, this summer's festival will look a bit different in this pandemic world. Free tickets will be required with attendees chosen via drawing, and attendance will be limited at the man, uh, which can hold fewer people than the parkway. Pre-registration begins later this month. Folks will be permitted to gather on the parkway starting at 8 p.m. Organizers said uh, to once again take in the fireworks display over the Philadelphia Museum. There you go. There we go. Fireworks. Definitive. Over the museum. Big booms. <laughs> big booms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loves the big booms. All right up, baby racks up. Um, so that's cool, man. The fact that this will it's definitely back. be taking place, yeah. and they actually have two good. You know, listen, they they they, they put on a great event that they're. So if you felt you lost out a little bit last year, they're making up with it with uh, extra stuff. I saw a plan, uh, or I'm sorry, a news story yesterday that they're moving forward with a plan to um, 
continue to revamp the parkway as well. So they're going to make it parkway. As, <laughs> the Ben Franklin Parkway as uh, pedestrian friendly as possible. They're gonna, That'd be great. Well, they are. They're moving forward with it. Forward with it. So the, there's that parking area in the middle of Aiken's Oval. Yes, yeah. yes. They're going to get rid of that. Really? Um, and, what are they putting in there? Uh, like walking areas, pedestrian ah. areas. So much more. They're, they're putting. Um, they're putting more park in the parkway. I yeah. Oh, okay. I believe that's oh, wow. what the tag They put their park in parkway. Yeah. Like they're still going to have inner and outer lanes and stuff like that. Cause they're that... going to, they're going to try to eliminate as much driving as possible along the parkway and make it as pe- pedestrian friendly as possible. They haven't released what the final plans are yet. They've narrowed it down to three architectural firms, but that's, it's oh. going to start moving forward this year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's more, interesting. It'll be better for like the museum goers. It'll be better for people walking up and down from, from, um, you know, from downtown area all the way out to what the museum. What about, like, though, taking, you know, Kelly Drive to get into the city and... and uh... They're blowing it up. Well, I think it's going to be from the parkway to um, to the uh, fountain, to the Logan Circle. Yeah, it won't affect Kelly Drive. Yes. No, 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 but I'm saying if... So if you're saying they're eliminating the parkway and making no, it... No, 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 just making it more pedestrian-friendly. Okay, I thought, um, like, how can you... you got to have cars coming through there. Yes, I mean, yeah. it's, It'll, it's you'll a still massive... Still be able to drive along it. Okay. I mean, if I were but I was think, thinking because yeah. sometimes if I do happen to take Kelly Drive into the city, I eventually have to get on the yeah, parkway yeah, yeah. and yes, yeah, do a big yeah. swing around and all that. So, yeah. well, they're going to have a big Flo Rida statue right there, Preston. <laughs> That'd be oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. By the way, uh, speaking of um, fireworks, there's apparently a shortage. Of fireworks. There's there, a shortage of everything. There is. I, I there is there, a shortage of everything. <laughs> there, there is, yes. Some, some things, actually, there's a surplus of, but and, and that's hence the, the weird uh, effect that the, the, the pandemic has had on the world. But fireworks, the industry is facing a massive production shortage. This is in construction. This has impacted them because a lot of people want their homes installed with Roman candles. <laughs> um, Brooklyn Fireworks uh, said that the... More than 60% of the fireworks ordered by companies in the U.S. for 2021 will not actually arrive this year due to the shortage. Uh, the issue is increased shipping costs. Uh, Brooklyn Fireworks says shipping costs have increased more than by more than 100% over last year. Well, yeah. join the party. Yeah, the company explains many distributors tried to wait until the freight prices were uh, low again, creating a massive fireworks shortage that our industry has never seen before. So I'm correct in hearing that the Wawa display is going to be basically sparklers fired from slingshots? Yes. Yeah. Uh, other contributing factors, the Suez Canal disruption, port closures in Canada, the pandemic's temporary shutdown, uh, new restrictions for production at Chinese fireworks <laughs> factories. All this means the fireworks will be more expensive since supply is low and demand is so high. Oh, well, but listen, if if they pay the cost, I mean, I'm sure the big displays are going to come off regardless. This oh, yeah. is going to come off. It'll be fine. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's going to cost them a lot more, so maybe they'll be a little bit shorter. I'm not is this really maybe sure. going to have more, it'll have more of an effect on the backyard fireworks so. displays? Or perhaps you just start with the finale. Uh, it's a good question. Not really sure. So um, I, I saw some fireworks on the way back on uh, Monday from the shore uh, as I was coming, oh, uh, coming across the... Stands uh, and stuff or or, or or for sale or, or just uh, no, 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 displays? Just okay. Firing off. It was We were coming across uh, the Walt Whitman and uh, right at the base, not right at the base, but close there. There was some kind of fireworks display. Huh. So that was really cool. I like... Yes. It's kind of great. When, when you catch them spontaneously, yeah. it's pretty exciting. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fireworks. Uh, yeah. Um, and another thing is, uh, that, that's been affected, not necessarily a shortage, but, uh, the national parks in the U S uh, you might need a reservation to get in them, uh, permanently. 
Uh, for the second consecutive years, reservations are required to visit Yosemite, Rocky Mountain, and Glacier National Parks. As you go into Yosemite now, there are two bears in tuxedos, Preston. <laughs> really? Yeah, and they Just, yeah they check your your reservation and everything. It's kind of a velvet rope thing. It's you a may wonderful not presentation. Pass muster if you're uh, not hip enough. Preston Elliott, yes, right this way. Uh, other, uh, we have you at a table right near the moose. <laughs> Why don't you forget the moose for a minute? Yeah. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? Um, other popular sites, including Maine's Acadia National Park, are encouraging visitors to buy entrance passes in advance. Yeah. Uh, many of the most popular parks are limiting their capacity to some extent. It varies by park. I think there is <clears throat> there is a real possibility of, a, of an onslaught of people who are just dying to get out. Yeah. And so you could overwhelm a park's capabilities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Limiting visitors serves two purposes, reducing COVID-19 risks and allowing some parks to recover from recent wildfires as well. Uh, between uh, 2010 and 2019, the number of national parks park visitors spiked from 281 million to 327 million largely driven by social media advertising and increasing foreign tourism people started seeing all the photos posted, yes and so they want and to like i want to go there that's and take why my instagram photos absolutely they're paying college students to wear animal costumes too oh. because just to <laughs> fill out the you know the, the wildlife yes yeah. absolutely i went to yosemite on a saturday two summers ago and it was like downtown manhattan there, there was 45 minutes to get in at the entrance gate uh the traffic jams once you were inside were unbearable and this was hookers the central valley i didn't see any hookers oh. um but it, it was uh you know it was insanely crowded and, and that, that, it's I mean, a good problem to have because you have to uh, they're, they're one of the best parts about this country the national parks but um, managing the crowds is a really important issue, and they're trying to figure out ways to encourage people to come, but not too many people to come. The problem is that when people go to these areas, they go to the same areas yeah. a lot, and so and it's it can sort of detract from the experience, correct? Yes. Central Valley in Yosemite yeah, yeah. is one of the most crowded in, in the country, and uh, I'm going to three, or I'm supposed to go to three this summer in um, the Pacific Northwest, and uh, we've already made reservations because of how popular it's going to be. Huh. Yeah, so it might be permanent uh, yeah. at, at some of the parks just to keep things, um, you know, in under control a little bit, so it doesn't get out of hand. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention, I just wanted to, to bring those those things up quickly, but I have never heard of this before. That apparently this is a um, uh, some kind of a, a ritual or superstition that people do at the beginning of the month, like on the first day of the month, and that is to say, rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit. You guys ever heard of this? No, no. Never. This is the first time. Elmer ever heard Fudd of it. used to do that. Uh, no, he said wabbit, wabbit. Oh, um, others say white rabbit, or they repeat the word rabbit in some other quasi-ritualistic pattern. Rabbit, rabbit, or white rabbit. Yes, and you say this at the beginning of the month to bring you good luck for the month. Now, what's that predicated on? The question is where this tradition came from. The origin isn't quite clear. Word historian Martha Burnett. Said the practice probably started in the UK where it is still common to say white rabbit on the first of the month. White rabbit. Um, yeah, I said it. <laughs> says the first mention of such practice uh, dates back to the early 1900s. And since then, a few notable people have been known to invoke some form of the magical phrase. In fact, another aficionado of this practice was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, Barnett said. White he, rabbit. He was known to carry a rabbit's foot during the 1932 uh, election. 
She said, we still have that rabbit's foot in a museum. And supposedly, he also said rabbit, rabbit at the beginning of every month. So it's t- is it t- so it must be tied to the rabbit's foot as a good luck charm. Yeah, Superstition probably got a boost in the 1990s when uh, Nickelodeon included mentions of Rabbit, Rabbit Day in his programming. I don't remember that. Okay. And I don't. I remember FDR. I just remember he did knock knock jokes. Yeah, uh, he didn't. I don't know anything about the rabbit rabbit. Knock knock. Who's there? Your mother's a whore. Yes. Rabbit rabbit. <laughs> what? What was that last part? You'd add rabbit rabbit to that. Knock knock. Who's there? Rabbit rabbit. Your rabbit. sister's a whore. <laughs> he's not funny. No. He's the he's the a very unfunny president. Remember he he said your mother stimulates. Migrant workers. Yes. Oh, my God. With their hands often. Yes. Uh, rabbits she had... tickles them with the fur of a rabbit's foot. <laughs> On their genitalia. Oh, waka, waka, waka. Rabbits... By the way, the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> rabbits have been uh, seen as uh, good luck for centuries and are common symbols of rebirth. Where does that original legend of the, the, uh, the, good, the good luck of a rabbit's foot come from? Um, uh, um, anybody have any clue? I know Nick. Nick? I'll look it up. All right. Uh, here we go. Here, see Sally Kellerman. My mom, here's some text coming in. My mom always said, rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. And oh. it works best if it's the first thing you say on the first day of the new month. All mm-hmm. right. <clears throat> Another one says, I've been doing that with my sister since I was a kid. Rabbit, rabbit. Every first of the month, uh, this is Carlos R. Camden. <laughs> okay. And he said Nickelodeon was the teacher. Oh. Mm. What about singing Eddie Rabbit? Uh, I think a, a love, love rainy, rainy night. night. <laughs> or what was... Uh, Driving my life away. Yeah. A long intro here. This is Eddie Rabbit, by the way. Another text says, I heard Rabbit Rabbit back when I used to read Babysitter's Club books in the 90s. I also wow. heard you go those. to sleep saying hair, hair the night before. Down there. Down there. Um, I loved those books. And yeah. I don't remember Babysitter's Rabbit. Club? Yeah, I don't remember Rabbit Rabbit at all. This is actually the first I've ever heard of this. Memory. Well, yes. You're, you had trouble remembering the great Dave, uh, David Faustino right. in the studio. Somebody said you also say Tibar Tibar. No. If you forget on the first day of the month, because Tibar Tibar is rabbit backwards. Rabbit Rabbit backwards. Well, if you're going to forget mm-hmm. Rabbit Rabbit, you're not going to remember Tibar Tibar. Right. <laughs> That's stupid. Also, no wonder is, Franklin Delano Roosevelt got polio. This also, wait, what? I don't know. <laughs> this also says you you have to say rabbit, rabbit first thing in the morning before your feet hit the floor, or else it does not work. Oh, well, that's science. That's yeah. obvious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is said that rabbit's feet are lucky because of their reproductive habits, uh, and so carrying a rabbit's foot was thought to help with fertility, Steve. That's uh-huh. where that came from. There are, however, a few specifications that rabbit's foot must adhere to in order to technically be considered lucky. Number one, it has to be the left hind foot. Uh-huh. Number two, the rabbit needs to have been captured or killed in a cemetery. Number three, the rabbit's foot has to be cut off on a specific day. Why Usually do I have a, f- a feeling that, that most of the rabbit's feet in existence do not adhere to these rules? Uh, because it's all bogus? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hold on a second here. Carl wants to comment. Uh, Carl, good morning. Rivers, not everybody knows about white rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> do tell. What's I up, bud? I went to Ridley Middle School, and Miss um, Silver, my social studies teacher, she's the one who told me about this. And she said, that you know, exactly what you said about, Saying it first thing on the first, but she also said right. that if you were at a campsite, 
and uh, the smoke kept getting on you. You said, I hate little white rabbits, and the smoke would go away. And that's that's a scientific fact, correct? <laughs> I mean, hey, it works for, yeah. it works for me. It's, it's wow. amazing. All the right. smoke changes direction. Interesting. Thanks, what? Carl. Isn't yep, that weird? All these... we, always, we always heard smoke blows towards beauty. Like if the, if the smoke blows in your face, you'd say, ah, smoke blows towards beauty. Yeah. You ever hear that? Uh, no. No. Okay. no. All right. I'm learning all sorts of new things. Okay, then. I know, right? Yeah. I guess I'm beautiful. I don't remember who said that first, but... <laughs> the I same woman who's lighting her cigarette in the campfire. I still say it, believe it I or not. I hate you, Barry Lee. I'm beautiful. Um, all right, so I just thought that was an interesting thing. It is interesting. Up. We need to break because we got guests coming up. Yes, we do. And we need to stay on time. So we're going to do that very thing. We will break and be back in a moment. Adam Ferrara is going to be performing at Soul Joel's in Rofo over the weekend. So we'll talk to him. And then after that... Zack Snyder, the director, on with us once again. And we'll be talking Army of the Dead with him. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang. This year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Our next guest is a good son. He calls his mother every day. He does. <laughs> you gotta love a guy like that, right? Uh, he's gonna be at Soul Joel's Comedy Dome in Rofo on Saturday. Rofo. Adam Ferrari yeah. hey. is here. How are you guys? Good, man. How you doing? I'm all right. I wish I was. I, I could have come. I'm at my mother's house. I could have come down because I am fully vaccinated. I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine a day before they said, wait, there's a problem. <laughs> That's a day. Yeah. It, it, there, everything's, everything's good. You, you look like you haven't grown any extra appendages or anything. You look like the Adam Ferrari knew prior to the vaccine yeah, shot. Yeah, but I was on clot watch for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. I, my buddy's a doctor. Right? I call him up. I go, Billy, what can I do? He's like, ah, you're probably fine. Okay. Let's back up. We're we're doing a, a Zoom interview. Adam, you look like you, not, not that you were, you know, you had put on any weight, but you look like you've lost a little weight since last time we saw you. You've been doing some. I, because it's fear. I've been terrified. <laughs> fear helps you lose weight. <laughs> That's it. Can you eat? What? That might clot something. I can't have butter. <laughs> so you were so afraid of the clots, you just didn't need any. I was, yeah, he said, this this is what he told me. My friend, he goes, listen, if you're really that worried, you can take a baby aspirin every day. I said, oh, great. You mean a Johnson & Johnson baby aspirin? (laughs) You know, it's funny, Adam, and I I was talking to me about this, and and I, I, you know, like uh, I, was, uh, I talked to guys, I had you know, prostate surgery in 2014, and and uh, Mm -hmm. had cancer. It's gone now, and I'm good, but all good. But I tell the guys, you know. Listen, like you know, there's there's risk to everything. Look at the back yeah. of an aspirin bottle. Look at look at. Yeah. Listen to the commercials on TV about the medicine you take and then the potential yes. side effects. So you weigh the risk and you do what you do. And so that's it's just funny that you know, like I get the flu shot every year. I know there's a risk, yeah. 
but I'd rather not get the flu if I can avoid it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to weigh out what's good and what's bad. Here's the, here's the thing, all right? I have a pre-existing condition. I'm scared to death. That's my pre-existing. <laughs> That's your pre-existing. <laughs> that, and I have terrible health care. I get it. The act is you. This is how bad my, I get to <sighs> stag. I can get off heroin. I can't get my teeth clean. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me ask you, Adam, because years ago, when and I, when I was doing comedy years and years ago, and I remember, like I, I told you, I was you know like a judge at one of your earliest contests sure. at Comac Long Island. It was great. You were great oh, and deserved to win. Uh, but um, they, the comedians tried to do like a health insurance thing, and yeah. it was it was like the worst. Do you remember yeah. that? Years ago? Yes. I think it was I think it was Scott. I'm forgetting his last name, but he tried to make a professional comedian's union. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you can't organize comedians. It didn't work. You got to have meetings during the day. <laughs> no one's showing up. Right. And the health insurance was, you actually, it was worse to have the health insurance. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was a horrible thing. So do you actually, you're actually through the actor's union? Yeah. You through SAG? The so that, and then, that's and us as well. Yeah, the stand-up yeah. doesn't count, so I got to keep acting, and I keep getting I keep getting the roles. Of, I keep playing cops, <laughs> gentlemen. I have no. If I was a cop in real life, I would call for backup for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would send the sense of backup. I'm feeling vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I love those in the TV shows. The 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 rogue goes. I'm I'm gonna go in like um, I don't know if you watched the Kate Winslet uh, show, Mayor of Easttown. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't see it. I saw the poster for right. it, and she says, "I'm done with the nude scenes." Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. But she. Uh, but again, one of those cops said, oh, "I'm gonna go in." You know, it's like no, no, no. I, I, that that's scary in there. I want as many people yeah, yeah. going in with me as possible. Yeah, it's even like rescue me. I played the chief. I never went in. I just pointed. <laughs> Tommy, get in there. Be careful. It looks hot. <laughs> it looks hot. Yeah. Did, you know, did I tell you the story with the NCIS I just did with COVID? We uh, here. How, how was it? Okay, so they, they. I get it, right? It was. Uh, we shot it, and you got to get a COVID test, right? So they sent CBS sends you to get the COVID test, and you lined up, and there's like these little stalls, and there's people in hazmat suits testing you. They, they look like the people that hose down share. Remember Silkwood? <laughs> Silkwood. Yeah. So I'm waiting on line. I go up. The guy in the hazmat suit hands me a Q-tip. I go to reach for it. He's like, wait. I'm like, what? He goes, don't get so close. I said, all right, I'm sorry. I grab the Q-tip. I run around my mouth. I hand it back to him. He reaches out. And I went, wait. He's like, what? I'm like, ah, oh, you don't like it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I go home. And here's the deal. You go home. And at 3 in the morning, you'll get an email and the studio's on the email, and if there's nothing there, they send you a QR code, and you put that on your phone, and then you show it to the security guard when you pull up to the studio. So I went home, and I got to wait it out. It's still a test. It's still, in my head, I'm still waiting on a test. I'm 16 years old in my head, yeah. banging on my girlfriend's bathroom door, <laughs> like, is it blue? Is it blue? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we've so all I'm laying in bed, and I start boys i start sweating i'm like oh I'm, and, I, and i catch my mind i'm like i'm doing this to myself it's obviously me calm down adam you're fine i'm getting hotter and hotter my dog jumps on me and now i'm convinced i got it i go i I'm, can i give it to the dog i don't want to infect my dog then my wife gets in bed i'm like oh i gotta go sleep in the shed my family's at risk here. my wife leans over to me she's like are you warm enough i said yeah baby i'm fine she's like I put a heated mattress pad on tonight. I just wanted to make sure. You what? You can't cook a brother waiting on results? Are you out of your mind? 
That's so it turns out I passed everything. They sent me the QR code. I went and I did, and I did the show. But so it was different. Have you done anything since then? Because I, I'm curious as to, I, I assume, I mean, listen, here's a whole industry. You heard that whole Tom Cruise rant, you yeah. know, because he, he was like, right. I mean, they one, you know, they have these multi-million dollar productions. And if something yeah. happens, they got to shut down and people are out of work. In, in the height of it, now as we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel, have you yeah, done yeah. anything since? And is it more relaxed? Well, I did. Uh, I did the improv. I did live show uh, the improv in Tempe, Arizona. But Arizona's uh, attitude is what pandemic? Yeah, you know, yeah, they don't. They don't care. Right. So I did that. But everyone was wearing their masks. Um, they did have the plexiglass up. I was at the comedy cellar uh, in the city a couple weeks ago. They had the plexiglass up, but there was a limited seating. I think now it's all done. And Soul Joel's, I think, is outside, so no one really. You're good you to know, go. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's, I think we're all coming back. California, I was just at Cobbs in San Francisco, um, and that was limited seating. Um, but I think June 15th, everything opens up. So we, we're talking about actual, like, our, our big concert event, which is the barbecue, is, you know, mm-hmm. right now on the books is, like, full capacity for mm-hmm. the end of September. Yep. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it's very encouraging. But, I mean, as you're doing the stand-up, uh, are, are the acting gigs starting to come on as well? Because you say you did- Production's just starting to kick in. I mean, the, you, you got to hope. Here's what I got to hope. I was supposed to do this little movie that went away, you know, because of COVID. And then you, then you got to see if it's going to come back, you know, because right. it's everything's everything is a force majeure as they say in the contract yeah i, I, I was wondering because we we are we, preston was talking about it yesterday it was in the paper like every band in the world now wants to be on tour every yeah. every every venue is getting booked up like crazy and i'm wondering yeah. if all those things that have been shelved as they say in in acting your industry yeah. uh you know one of your industries uh is coming back online as well yeah well, we'll see. I'm hoping yeah. everything comes back. I mean, people are eager to get back, and they're being really respectful and stuff. We just got to keep doing what we were doing during this. Like, I, you know what I'm excited about? I'm going back to see my shrink in person. This is what we did. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, we did it over Zoom. Which Does is, that work? No. Here's what I found out I need. I need to go to an office. I need to look up on a wall. I need to see diplomas. I need in my head going, I just, He's smarter than me. He knows yeah. <laughs> now I'm like in his home office and I'm thinking to myself, he didn't read those books. <laughs> you know, what we actually did. We went to the park. He's, I had the same shrink I had for years. He's a 75 year old Jewish guy who yells at me. Yeah. That's he, he does. Like, why'd you do that, Adam? I'm like, all right, Marty, that's all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to go past the temple and tell him you're working on a Friday night because I'm immature and vindictive. So, <laughs> we went to the park right by his house. We both wore masks. We sat six feet apart on the, on the bench, and he's hard of hearing. All right. Oh, my God. I'm sitting on the bed, and he's like, don't you see you are afraid to be vulnerable? That's why you don't share your fears with others. I'm like, Marty, I'm yelling my fears outside in a park. I think I'm over it. The kids playing Frisbee knows the struggle for me to get out of bed in the morning. The Frisbee lands by my feet. The kid picks it up and looks at me and says, me too, mister. (laughs) (laughs) You got to stay strong. And just goes back to playing. Oh my! It's God. wild, yeah. Well, all those uh, there are some things that I think probably adapted and um, Zoom and all these the teleconferencing capabilities will stay in some way or another. But I think yeah, there, yeah. there's something to be said for someone you're going to open up to, you know, and sort of expose yourself yeah, to have a, a one-on-one. It's probably yeah. a little better in person. Yeah. 
Yeah, plus Italians, when we see the record button, we ain't saying nothing. <laughs> that, <laughs> exactly. I it's don't just, want evidence. No, my shrinks are keep a journal. I go, I'm not writing stuff down. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> the yeah. last thing you want to have senators to get a hold of that and call you in front of the Kafaver committee, right? Yeah. yeah. I will tell you this, though. With the Zoom, what actually helped was my, my podcast, because I got guests I didn't think. I just spoke to Billy Gibbons. Billy Gibbons oh, from ZZ Top. Yeah. Wow. I spoke to him last week. I got Gabriel Iglesias coming up. I had... I had during the pandemic. I had, Nathan Lane did one for me. That's awesome. Um, you, you worked with a lot of these these people. I know you, yeah, you, you and, and you 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 network, and you're also just a good conversationalist. You're a likable guy. So I yeah, I, I I've listened and, and checked your stuff out, and it's it, you're really good. You're personable, and um, you know you seem to really enjoy it. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a fun it's fun thing. That, I didn't realize how much work it was. It I is. need Casey. I need Casey. You need Casey. <laughs> Everybody needs a Casey. No, you'd be working harder if you had me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot of work and it's fun to do. And it's, uh, and like you said, when you get to talk to those people um, and, and, and to see people, like I, I had Michael Imperioli on. I had no uh. idea we were going to talk about meditation for 20 minutes. He's a Tibetan Buddhist. I, you know, I knew it going in. I was going to ask a question. And then the conversation just went that way. Yeah. And um, and I had, Lenny, I had Lenny Clark on. He's great. From, the story legendary. I said hi, Lenny. That was it for forty-five minutes. He just <laughs> Lenny Clark's Boston comedy stories alone, right? Come that whole thing. Oh God, the story when he had the barracks. So he had the barracks, which was where all the comics lived. Leary, Leary would go by there. Uh, Kenny Rogerson all lived there. Stephen Wright would stop by. It was the heyday of Boston um, comedy. <laughs> there was an old lady lived upstairs, and he would every time Lenny came on, he goes, "Hey." I'm going to the store. Can I buy anything? And she would always yell out, Lenny Clark, I live to see you dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they have a party at the barracks. Great. They're loaded. Just loaded. It's it's early in the morning. The cops are knocking on the door. Kenny Rogerson walks into uh, Lenny's room and said, Lenny, Lenny. Did you, the lady upstairs got murdered. Did you kill the lady upstairs? He's like, no, I've been passed out all night. He turns around to the cops. He goes, all right, you can come in. Oh, that's great. Wow. That's great. Adam, I want to ask you about having uh, Billy Gibbons on. You're a guitar player. You've uh, you've picked yeah. up the instrument here in the studio before, and you're, you're a really yeah. good finger-picking player. Um, did you, uh, did you play anything for him or to get any tips as far as uh, guitar stuff? No, I realized how, how much I suck. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was talking about guitar. We actually, we ended up talking about um, Stevie Ray Vaughan because Stevie Ray Vaughan played with a wound third string. Okay. So you need like like leg yeah, muscles. he had really strings. thick gauge strings, yeah. A wound third. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like take an extension cord, pull it tight, and try and get some sound out of it. That's yeah. what a wound third is. And um, he told a great story about how he uses light strings because he's B.B. King, which is, by the way, one of the, one of the names, ZZ Top, B.B. King, was a tribute thing they did to B.B. Oh, okay. What he said was, B.B. King picked up his guitar and he had heavy strings on it and he was playing it and he put it down and he looked at Billy he goes, son, why are you working so hard? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best, man. You know, I got to see B.B. King, you know, my uh, father's place? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, got to, I, I got to see B.B. King play there and it was, it was I'll never forget <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those are one of those things where you're like, okay, this is greatness beyond greatness. Yeah. But wasn't isn't Gibbons present? Didn't you say that Gibbons was Hendrix? Jim, Jimi Hendrix loved Billy Gibbons. Yeah, he toured with him. They yeah. toured when they were kids. He, his oh. first band was called the uh, uh, Moving Sidewalks, right? That was his band. And he opened four gigs with, with Hendrix. And Hendrix would pull Billy. They had motel rooms 
across the hall from each other and the doors were open all night and Jimmy would have a record player delivered after the gigs and they would sit in Jimmy's room trying wow. to figure out what was the Jeff Beck album, wow. trying to figure out how Jeff was playing all that stuff. Wow. And Billy looks at Jimmy and goes, you know, I think Jeff's in a, a room with a record player trying to figure out how you're doing with your <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wow, <laughs> great story. Yeah, he, he's a really, and he made the cars he made. He made Cadzilla, the 48 Caddy that's at the Peterson. He told me the story about uh, the Eliminator Coupe. Hey, uh, how did you, 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 we were talking off air about, you know, you getting uh, these guests and so on. How did, how did you get uh, a guy like him? I mean, because you've been calling up <clears throat> people that you know through the industry and maybe they have a friend yeah. and so on. But how, how did you stumble, uh, stumble across I that? Did, I did um, uh, Animal House Radio for the troops, right? So I did a, a, a gig for them. And um, uh, one of the girls in my office said, Adam had a great time. Um, uh, uh, we noticed you had uh, blah, blah, blah on the show. Right. Do you have a contact? So they just sent the publicist. And then she sent out an invitation. He said, yeah, I'd love to do it. That's I great. I think we from Top Gear because we talked about cars and stuff. That's awesome. Man. Really, you know what he did with the Eliminator Coupe? Mm-hmm. He was building it in 76, right? Before the album came out, what, 80, 81? Right. Yeah, yeah early 80s. So yeah. He was making the car. And he, and he went to, I think he went to his account. He goes, if I put this on the cover, can I deduct it? He goes, yeah. <laughs> put it on the cover. Done deal. That, yeah. So that was Mark the whole. It becomes an iconic uh, piece of machinery. That wow. was a great. He was building that 33 coupe anyway. He put it on the cover. How great is that? Well, that ended up in all those videos of that. Of that uh, yeah. Everyone, that's those, that, that trio of girls, those models that would show up, yeah. were always was, driving that car. Drop dress man. Yeah. Jimmy uh, Lovin. Um, legs. Yeah. Like the fur guitar. Yeah, yeah. You know where they got that sound from is. And I told I, I I told Billy this in the interview. I said I think from '76 uh, when you guys went away before you had the beards, your sound was like a carburetor. And when you came back, it was like fuel injection because it was that big big yeah. sound. And you came back with the beards. They went to see Depeche Mode. They were fans of Depeche. <laughs> yes. I- Yes, I, I've seen I, him talk about Depeche Mode. I love Billy Depeche Gibbons, Mode. Billy Gibbons is a huge, huge Dave Gahan and and Depeche Mode fan. Yeah, they and that's where they got the synth sound. They laid it in with the guitar. And you know where they wow. got the drum beats from? Mm-mm. Ministry. Oh, my Ministry. God. Yeah, it's wild how these, I love, that's bizarre. I love the chance to talk to artists that I like. Yeah. And, yeah. and admire and find out who excited them, who yeah. they yeah. look up to, because it turns you on to other stuff. That's the way you get, uh, it, it, you know, the real, like Preston is a, is a, is a really good drummer. Um, mm-hmm. And, and. and I find fascinating entrees into drummers I was unaware of through his excitement over drummers, and that's that's it's a it's a cool dynamic yeah. you get to explore. Yeah, you, know that. Who, you know who I was wanted to get, and, and just for me is Stevie Gadd. Oh, oh Steve Gadd, he's one of the all time greats. Yeah, he's yeah, been playing with him. so many I'm great. Talking, talking, I'm trying to get him, and I'm I'm actually talking to Steve Lukather. Oh wow, Toto. another one of the all time greats. Yeah, there's a great documentary called Hired Guns. Did you guys see it? I've, yes. I haven't seen Higher Guns, no. It's like, the, it's like the documentary The Wrecking Crew. Yeah, it's like yeah. The Wrecking Crew, except it's more updated. Yeah. Jason Hook um, from Death Punch is in there, and uh, um, the guy from Pink uh, who plays with Pink. It's really, oh. really interesting and what uh, on those guys. And and the stuff that I learned from that, which was weird, because I was watching a documentary about, and Pink's guitarist is in it, and I got a call from a publicist um, to interview Michael Gacy, who was the director of The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. He executive produced Rocket Man for Elton John, and he directed the Pink documentary on Amazon right now. Nice. Um, nice. And, you know, I, I watched it. It was great. And they, they reached, out to, reached out to me to be on the show, and I got to ask them all this stuff. And I wouldn't have this capability without Zoom and everything. You yeah. Know, it's That's I'm not great. Going 
Australia. <laughs> <laughs> F that. Well, people need to check out uh, the Adam Ferrar podcast. There's just tons of great guests all over the the entertainment spectrum. Um, we got to wrap, Adam, because we we do have another. We got another Zoom thing coming up here. We should, we got time right, for Zack Snyder, but listen. Yeah, Soul Joel's this weekend, Saturday at 7 o'clock is uh, when Adam will be in town. Weather's going to be great. Best. Yeah, Adam, you, you know if you listen to the show, Adam's hilarious. You're going to all have a great time. So it'll be great to have you circuitously in the area, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Be well and thank Love you. We'll yeah. soon, okay? Thanks, Adam. Adam Ferrar, guys. Yay! The best. The absolute best. Love him to death. All right, we got a break now because we got Zack Snyder coming up in like five minutes or so. So let's come back in a second. We'll talk Army of the Dead and whatever else is going on in Zack's world. Stay with us because we'll be right back. latest rock breakdown with sarah dives into the rock and roll hall of fame class of 2021 and how in the heck is iron maiden not on the list also new in studio z see jackie bam bam and dirty honey chat up their philly family ties and the latest album plus brent porsche and chevelle dive into touring war stories deer heads and a pack of wild dogs Click it for tickets. MMR VIPs, hit the contest page to enter for your chance to win tickets for Burke Kreischer's New Year's Eve show at the Met. We are happy to welcome our next, next guest. His film is like the biggest thing on Netflix ever, right? Well, and rightfully so. It's right yeah. up there. Number one film around the world, kicking ass, and from his own lips... A friend of the Preston and Steve show. We will lord that over anyone. Please welcome Mr. Zach Snyder. Yeah. To the show. Zach, good to have you back on, man. Hey. hey, hey and by the way, a huge friend and happy to come on. Oh. You guys know I love it. We, we love it. And congratulations again on Army of the Dead. The numbers are crazy for Netflix. I was reading about... Um, you know, the, And it's got to be interesting, Zach, as theaters are opening up. Um, there was sort of a hybrid because it was released in theaters for a couple of days prior to it, and then yeah, hit, hit yeah, Netflix. Yeah, we had uh, we did a week and six hundred screens, um, which was nice because Netflix had really not really ever done that with a movie that was sort of that wasn't just like one of the, the you know how they do it for award season. Yes, they'll put a movie out just so it is eligible for an Oscar. Um, and the cool thing about what they did with us was they were like, listen. We think this is a cool opportunity to just kind of spread the love. And, you know, uh, and so a lot of the theaters that we and I did a bunch of Q&A's um, where it was the first movie they, that they had been showing, you know, yeah. since uh, since the so, it, you know, the pandemic closed them down. So it was really kind of a cool experience to just be like um, not only with that, uh, have that experience with the be back in the theater with the movie, but then also to have it just um, explode on um, on Netflix. I have to ask you, because as the filmmaker and the visionary and the creator of this, so you have the dynamic of Netflix where it's this global phenomenon. It's one of the most viewed, downloaded movies in Netflix history. Uh, and so you know eyes are getting on it. Is is there a little internal conflicted feeling on you know a, a straight up full blown theater release or how how does the new post pandemic Zack Snyder feel about this hybrid? I mean, you know, it is a crazy. I just have not been exposed to that kind of like, uh, you know, the pow- Netflix really putting their full weight um, behind something. You know, they push a button. You know, in two hundred and 
20 million people have it on their TV. It's crazy. So it's a hard, I mean, that's quite a robust distribution pipeline. (laughs) (laughs) To say (laughs) the least. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's just like the numbers are crazy. So like, if you think about, I mean, even just, I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, the, the notion even to talk about if 50 million people have seen the movie, um, you know, that, and they say, okay, it's probably two people per, per, per household. Yeah. That's 50 million households. But, and this is just, you know, just numbers they throw around, which is amazing. But um, I'm like, okay, so that's a hundred million people have seen the movie. Um, you know, they don't like to do that math, but that's like, you know, if it was in the theater, that's sure. a billion dollars. I know. And that's, it's going to be that's interesting. Hard, that is a hard R rated zombie movie. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, and to the movie itself, it is fantastic. It is great. It's two hours and 20 plus minutes of, of awesomeness. It is clearly the building of a world. I mean, we got, we got a story that's clearly meant to continue and I know yeah. there are two versions, uh, one animated and one directed uh, a prequel by, uh, I'm going to have trouble pronouncing his name, it's Matthias Schweighofer, is that it? Is that it? Yeah. Right, so he's doing sort of a heist comedy that predates this, correct? Correct, correct. He did, he did like a, um, he's, uh, he's hilarious in the movie, uh, Matthias is like... Uh, you know, he's the safe cracker. He's like this dorky safe cracker that they have to bring along because they need someone to crack this safe in Vegas. And so they're, you know, the basic concept of the movie is that there was a zombie outbreak um, that got to Vegas. They were able to build a wall around the city and they were able to sort of keep the outbreak from going beyond the walls of the city. And then a, a year or two later, this... Um, rich casino owner who left 250 million dollars inside the casino is like can you go get the money (laughs) and um and so he puts a team of dave batista and the group of zombie hunters from back in the day veterans put a team together to go in and get the money a collection of 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 mega badasses and 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 you the movie by the way there's a sequence there's a character named zeus who's nicknamed zeus who make there is a whole sort of potential area 51 and is this is this directly from a zombie is how did this you know yeah i i i I really loved look this whole movie came from i have a huge love of genre sort of filmmaking and genre films like some of my favorite movies are like um escape from new york or the the thing or the original uh planet of the apes um these are all movies that american wolf in london yeah these are all movies that get homaged a bit in the film and so yeah i wanted to kind of really play a fun game with uh or, or a fun genre game with the zombie origins with um the different sort of hierarchies of zombies that you see in the movie. So we really, I really went completely nuts with the, um, with how the zombies are rendered in the movie. And Go ahead. Certainly, I think we were going to work on it. We were working on a poster. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the old uh, Superman poster. Yes. Yeah. The original one that says, you'll believe a man can fly. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, one? I do. That was the whole selling point of the movie. 
Yeah, so we were working on one that we were going to put out here in the next couple of days. It says, you'll believe a zombie can cry. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You know what I really appreciated is uh, after watching the movie for the second time, by the way, I watched it twice, is uh, it was a nice little surprise that they had a like behind the scenes a making of the movie, which when you watch that, it just gives you a greater appreciation for what you and your entire team has to do in order to make this stuff happen and in, in order to make it real and, and rendering, you know, a, a burnt down Las Vegas city and, and all, I mean, zombie horses and zombie uh, tigers, tigers and, 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 you know, the amount of makeup and all that stuff that has to happen in order to give me two hours of enjoyment. Like it's really, wow. like it's, it's insane what you guys and the, and the vision and the foresight that you guys have to have to pull this all off. Yeah, it was cool, actually, the other day when I saw that, like, um, the making of was um, trending at, at, like, one of the highest viewed movies on Netflix, which was cool. I was like, wow, it's a good, that's a good sign for the movie, that the making of. By the way, and I do agree, it's a great little documentary that they put together. Um, you know, it's really entertaining and fun to watch, and really, it is insightful. But, um, yeah, and actually, when you were talking about the weather... I, it made me remember my uh, that like uh, probably a bunch of people are gonna head out to the coast this weekend <laughs> and uh, you know go to Atlantic City where uh, we shot the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. We did shoot a bunch of a bunch of the movie in Atlantic City uh, because I, that's where we found the casinos interiors. That's when yeah. we we got we uh, so your your brother in law is, is a listener of the show and and a, and a great guy and he he was able to broker that morning. I remember you were actually filming in, in Atlantic City. And um, but I mean, you now are now you you've been elevated now. You you're you're Zack Snyder. You're they they did they, they that that whole Colbert treatment you got you got a a a, a faux featurette, uh, and it was like nine ten minutes long about Zack Snyder's version of the Late Show, and it was great. They sunk some money into that. It was for people who haven't seen it. You can catch it on you know it's on uh, CBS's page. What was that like? Uh, that was great. By the way, it was fun. They came to us with a concept, and uh, I was like, of course, I'll do it. I love Colbert, and I love the show, and it's hilarious. And anytime you can make fun of yourself a little bit, um, it's pretty ma- it's pretty, <laughs> pretty amazing. And you got to tell Warner Brothers to suck it, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, actually, it was funny because we just saw yesterday that, that Justice League has returned in the U.K. to the number one movie like the number one download or whatever it is. It's just really cool. It's a Excellent. crazy time. So it's, I've never released two movies like within, you know, whatever it is, yeah. a, you know, two months um, or I guess it's been three months since Justice League and now Army. So it's like a really crazy time. So wow. hopefully we'll uh, quiet down here in a minute. But it's been but it's been amazing. And, and the fans are, you know, incredible. Zach, we got this note uh, that was sent <clears throat> to us. It said, can you and I'll show you a picture here because we're doing this uh, Zoom interview. It says, <clears throat> can you please tell Zach a bunch of us Philly cast members say hi and had amazing time working on the film in AC. We even had a cast premiere party at Eastern State Penitentiary last week. Uh, they said Zach was the nicest, most down-to-earth guy. So here's a picture I'm going to hold up to the uh, monitor of them uh, all gathering at Eastern State Penitentiary for a little watch party. So they just wanted to say thanks for uh, an incredible experience that you gave them. Oh, that's amazing. That's so. That's really cool. I, you know what? And by the way, I had an amazing time um, shooting. And what a great group of people that we 
that we put together. And, you know, the truth is it's a hard job, you know, doing a, a zombie movie for, for the actors, especially if you're playing a zombie, it's a ton of makeup and you got to get up at, you know, 3 a.m. and get into makeup and work all day. So sure. Thanks for that. You know what I, I always find funny is, in case you had mentioned the behind the scenes and I have not seen it yet, is when you see people that are wearing that type of makeup, like eating their lunch and yeah. stuff, it's disgusting, <laughs> man. I don't know if I could even eat if I had all that stuff on my face. Uh, it, it was funny, too, because, like, you know, I work with this core of uh, stuntmen that I, you know, have worked with over the years and I know them really well, but... And we had sort of like this, we call them utility stuntmen. And they would come every day. And if I kill, if we killed them in the movie, they would have to just be, they would get dressed like a different zombie. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the benefit, right? Yeah. So we did, and we did it like, yeah, I think like we kill them like 30 times or 100 times each. But anyway, they would come up to me like, okay, so what are you doing today? And I'd be like, I'm sorry, do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be like, oh, shoot, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're over there. You're going to jump over that table and we're going to shoot you. <laughs> One of those gentlemen that I became aware of uh, watching the, the, the making of and just uh, uh you know some uh, reading some interviews with you uh richard citrone who plays yeah. zeus who's yeah, been yeah. has he been besides the one uh the the guardians uh legend of the guardians the animated movie has he been in every one of your films as as some sort of stunt professional he, he's been in every movie and um you know he's a great friend and i was like immediately was like when when i was writing this character of zeus i was like i know who can play this um because you know it's not I, and I, I joked about you'll believe a zombie can cry, but <laughs> it, it also is not an easy acting role. Like he really, he has a lot that's required of him um, from a makeup and, and his emotional state and his physical, the way he fights and everything. So he's, it's well, really he's the alpha he's creating. I mean, and, and not to give too much away and you simply have to watch it because it's that effing good. But the, uh, the, the there is a there is an evolution to the zombies yeah. that occurs that makes the rest of the world you should be much more terrified of yeah. this new iteration. So, <laughs> Zach, yeah, you... yeah, they, yeah, they they are uh, the alphas are scary. They're really, um, you know, and they're of course, you know, I I did. There's tons of Easter eggs in the movie. You can watch the movie like 30 times because we really put a lot of deep layers in there. If you want to go and take a deep dive, it's certainly available to you. Also, just a zombie romp, if you want to do it that That's way. That's great. <laughs> Have you ever put yourself in in, in a movie that, that uh, like this as, as, as an extra and, and uh, just had a little moment on screen? Mm-hmm. Well, in this movie, I was the camera operator, and I was the DP and the camera operator, as well as the director. So oh. most of the time, <laughs> I was holding the camera, so it was hard to, you know, yeah, to do a cameo because you have to kind of turn it on yourself. Yeah, right. We're doing a selfie, a selfie with a seventy-pound camera. But I, there is a shot. I am in the mirror of one of the shots with the camera. I just left it in because I thought it was funny. Okay. <laughs> no, I I love that the that there was an evolution. All right, so I, I'm a fan of The Walking Dead. I've watched every single episode, oh, yeah. and there was a um, there was a, a you know one of the story arcs had the whispers, and yeah. in the beginning you thought. Because you didn't know what they were, you thought, "Oh shoot, these zombies have have evolved." And 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 I thought, "Wow, what a great little twist to this plot!" And as it turns out, it wasn't. It was just humans yeah. that uh, had basically put the zombie skin on to you know blend in with them. They were and posers, I, and they were. But I, I was I was very disappointed because I thought, "Oh, this would have lent itself to a, you know a whole 
a, a new array of you know how this this uh, the story can be told, and sure. and it wasn't that. And so the fact that you have this evolution is is really really cool. And was that I assume that was that was your call? Yeah, of course. I mean, I I wrote the script too, and I had been working on this idea for a while, and I just felt like it was you know for me just. And I'm a huge fan of uh, The Walking Dead and just how zombies have been rendered, you know, since I did uh, the movie I did in, in uh, Dawn of the Dead, um, you know, almost 17 years ago. I made a zombie flick and now, you know, I've kind of made another one. But <laughs> you didn't yeah, just make a yeah, zombie you, flick. You made the quintessential <laughs> you zombie redefined flick. redefined it, Yeah, man. yeah. And, and, and again, you know, like with this. Um, the opening montage, which I think is great. I, yeah. Again, just spend a few minutes. If you if you do, if you say I'm on the fence about a zombie movie, watch Army of the Dead. The opening montage, which is done to, it's lyrically beautiful, and you're seeing all these sorts of wonderful, iconic Las Vegas shots, and all hell is breaking loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I thought is really interesting, Zach, is that. None of the momentum is broken up by the fact that at the actual credits are popping up and you're seeing Zack Snyder's name pop up and you're still like, it all works. So you're like in the beginning of The Watchmen, there's that, that montage as well. Oh, loved it. I mean, that, loved that it. you tell so much story in a truncated bit of time. Yep. How meticulous is it to plan out something like that? It, you know, it, it really is it's quite meticulous. I, I, I love, um, I storyboard the movies as well. So, um, you know, that sequence, just drawing that sequence out, I wrote it and then I drew it out, you know, having to try and like tell the story of the fall of Vegas in like, what about five minute, little five minute movie. Yeah. Uh, And also just sort of plant all the other seeds and sort of a little bit of Easter eggs and all that stuff. It's really, it was really, it's fun for me because, you know, I know I'm kind of limited by the title sequence. And so I'm like, okay, well, these are the images I think tell that story. And so, and then recording the music that's going to go along with it. Um, you know, two friends of mine who are amazing singers, they, I had them, I had this idea for kind of a loungy version of Viva <laughs> Las Vegas that then becomes a more sort of dramatic, you know, version, sort of singer songwriter version, if you will, at the end. And, uh, Allison, um, she did an amazing job, and Richard Cheese did an amazing thing. Oh, yeah. So we are longtime friends of Richard Cheese. He's yep. he's just the best. Uh, Lounge Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we go back the... to the mid nineties. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So so yeah. he's great. All that synergizes so well. I, I'd be remiss, and I, I don't know how much time we have with you, but it we have not spoken to you since the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. Oh yeah, came out. Yeah. Holy living hell! Outstanding. Uh, outstanding. Yeah. Uh, and it just everyone like was having massive whiplash. Like, what in the hell possessed the movie company to to jettison a wholly other movie with the a, a Wagnerian operatic storytelling? I I mean, it's I know I know you're a gentleman, and I know you're you're probably, but I mean, to us as the movie goer, it's like it's just. Everybody got their due. I love seeing Cyborg get his due. I love seeing the Flash get, uh, you know, uh, get a, get, get a, a real treatment. It was just amazing. All that footage you only shot, from my understanding, just the basically the coda of the film. Everything else had already been shot. Yeah, we shot the coda, um, uh, the the post apocalyptic yeah. sort of 
you know, uh, Joker scene. And then I did shoot that. Um, I picked up that shot. I had done a sequence with um, Green Lantern. Right. At the very end. And um, the studio really, really, really didn't want me to do that. Um, and so I was, uh, you know, I asked him if I could then at least put uh, Martian Manhunter in the end. So I reshot it. But the dialogue was very similar mm-hmm. to what uh, we had done with Green Lantern. And Martian Manhunter looked phenomenal. Looked great. And all that stuff looked great. Yeah, Harry. Harry's amazing. Yeah. And the fact that it was in the separate acts, uh, I, I found that to yeah. be uh, so, um, um, I, I don't know, just a, a great way to consume that film. It, yeah. just, it, it, it gave it um, a little more depth, uh, I thought. It was excellent. Yeah, and it's 100%, you know, I always say to people who are also maybe on the fence about a four-hour movie, I'm like, look, you know, you can know it. Like, you don't tell me you haven't watched four hours of television. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You could pause it. I'm happy for you to pause it at the, any of the chapter breaks and then go, uh, you know, come back to it. So, well, yeah, we have to watch Stranger Things all in one day. Yes, you can watch <laughs> yeah, the Justice League, yeah. and I've, yeah. I'm on my like 14th viewing uh, of uh, of it. So, uh, and you can jump at different points. So, we have to ask a couple questions quickly about Army of yeah. the Dead. Yep. Will there be a continuing um, storyline? We know that we have the prequel, we have the animated. Uh, uh, yes. Something else in the work from you. The, the, uh, I right now I'm, we're just. You know, the, so the prequel's shot and yeah. finished. Um, we're just doing the music and all that, just pop, you know, finishing it up. Um, the anime, I uh, animated series. I'm directing two of the episodes. There's six, um, so that's a nice big two hour, another two hour chunk of content that uh, tells you a lot more about the world. We go and we we examine the zombie origins. We go back to Area 51. And we see what happened there, which is really crazy. Um, and, you know, suffice it to say, the scale incre- increases. It seems like when you go to Area 51, they're like, oh, you just go to military base. But, um, and, I, and I'm like, yeah, but. Yes, I'm down with there. that. I don't even know what you're thinking of, but yeah. I'm down with yeah. that. Yeah. Some crazy stuff. And so, and then Shay and I definitely know what happens uh, if, you know, we were to continue the journey. Um, Yes, we know exactly what happens. And it's, and again, you know, it's also another genre kind of concept. Like, I believe that if we were to make a second army movie, it also, it's genre like explodes, you know, it becomes more, you know, um, galactic. Well, we know, we, I don't want to give too much away, but there, let's just say you watch the movie and you know that there is a whole yeah. other v- voluminous, elephant in the room sitting there to be told and 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 it and it's great and just one question casey i know you want to ask something as well but uh, uh the continuing snyderverse i keep seeing articles pop up about iterate now that uh, warner brothers is is uh, joining with discovery and perhaps there's like a clearing out of the boardroom and are there new people who are now allied with the Zack snyder way of thinking um could we see the films continued right, as planned let, let, let's just put it this way it's possible Except for, you know, I released that movie, um, and I have to this day not gotten a phone call from them. I have no idea. Really? Yeah. That's insane. I haven't haven't spoken with them since. So I don't know, like, why they're mad, but that... uh, I think someone should at least be getting a a floral arrangement or something. (laughs) An edible arrangement. An edible arrangement, perhaps. (laughs) That's how I felt. Like, you know. Yeah. 
A cheese plate? Something. Yeah. <laughs> Something? Yeah. Uh, per- perhaps a, a Vermont teddy bear. Yeah. That'd be yeah. nice. Somebody yeah. has a cheese plate. You figure, you figure the company would want to make money. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Zach, I just wanted to say that I'm so thrilled and happy for you. And, and, uh, and you know, Steve had uh, alluded earlier that, uh, you know, this Zack Snyder is just, you know, <laughs> onward and upward, and I'm so happy for you, but I'm I'm sad because I, I feel like you're going to stop answering my text. <laughs> and, no, uh, never. Never. <laughs> said it. All right. Well, yeah, we appreciate wow. that. Wow. Uh, no. You know, and, and uh, one of our thinking. This is my radio home. So oh, oh. Well, we love to see a nice people succeed and yes. succeed phenomenally well, and also people with your talent, Zach. You're just you're turning out stuff that sits right in our wheelhouse, and we can't thank <laughs> you enough. All right. Well, I appreciate it because, listen, you know, you guys have always been uh, great friends and um, love to come on and talk about the movies. Uh, and, yes, whatever I do in the future, it lives here first. Excellent. Right. You're the man. Thank you. Zach, we love you. Congrats on the continued success, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Zach All Snyder, right. guys! Yes. Wow. What a nice wow, guy, wow, man. Wow, wow. He's the nicest. Just the best. I love it, man. We got to we gotta add him to our uh, our trip out uh, to California when that eventually yes. happens. It was going to happen, mm-hmm. and then this COVID thing happened, and then uh. we'll get back over there and we'll do it. I'll tell you what, by the way, if you have fear of, like, you're terrified of, like, the zombie stuff and so on and so forth, this yeah. is an action movie. Okay. It's got horror elements in it, but there is uh, Dave Bautista and, and all uh, – there's so much that goes on. It's really – it's hardcore action. <sighs> And the fact that they were able to put Tignataro, and we didn't even touch on that with, uh, with Zach, but they, they, they stick Tignataro in there. Who's a badass. <laughs> She's interacting with the cast, Preston, yeah. in the movie seamlessly. Yeah. She never met the cast. She was never on any of the original sets. She That's is cool. so funny in this movie as well. It's yeah, just nice. great. All right. Well, we have to do the bizarre file, if you don't mind. So let's go ahead and do that very thing. No. Bizarre. WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site. They also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulch Works has delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com for details. Never good when you have a bizarre file with the uh, words meat grinder in it. No. A worker got his arm caught in a meat grinder while on the job at a grocery store on Saturday in Queens. And first responders had to take the machine apart to get him out of it. Uh, Did he lose the arm? Don't know yet. The FDNY was Or did he get a wonderful manicure? uh, To the Halal Meat Grocery Store. Well, they have a little robotic uh, manicure (laughs) machine now. Uh, the employee, a man in his 20s, was working on the machine when his sleeve got caught. Don't... His arm became stuck in the grinder up to his shoulder. Have you ever worked in a, like, a, like where there's a deli equipment or so on and so forth? Don't they say you can't, you don't wear rings, you don't wear... Yeah, I've never... You don't have your sleeves. I've never been around machinery where it's been made clear where it's like, yes, you, nothing dangling or right. anything like that. But I have worked with... They, they in uh, um, in kitchens with what's called a Hobart machine. Yes, Hobart. Yeah, yeah. And if you had something that that thing spins around, yeah. it would catch up. And the, the machines are merciless. The you're Hobart's gonna, like gonna, like a, a big mixer a slash auger. Yeah, yeah, giant mixer. So yeah, you got to be careful around that stuff. Uh, so paramedics provided simultaneous patient care and rushed the man to the. Uh, New York Presbyterian Queens Hospital. The extent of his condition wasn't immediately known, uh, and. In, 
Uh, the uh, newspaper had called and asked a worker there if he was okay, and they said he's okay, and that's pretty much it. That's well, all thanks, Rolly. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, there's late, and then there's this. The <coughs> Monaghan Town Library, located in Ireland, says a book was recently returned that was more than 64 years overdue. The book was called The Hedge, no, The Hedge and the Horse, mm-hmm. uh, and had been checked out in January 11th at this, uh, Mo- uh, Where was Mo- this? Monaghan Town Library in Ireland. So I'm uh, bringing it back there. I still have to finish the last chapter. The Hedge or the Horse? The Horse. Okay. All right. So in 1957 is when it was checked yeah. out. Wow. It's really, a, I wanted to take my time with it. Uh, it was returned in late May of this year. Uh, executive librarian Katie Cassidy said that the library did away with late fees in 2019. Now we just showed you. But at the 1957 rate, the book would have amassed about $2,000 in fines. It's unknown where the book was for the last 64 years. There was a Bob Dylan album that was returned 48 years late uh, this week as well to Ohio Library. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was a record, yeah. Um, police in Barron County, Wisconsin, say they had some unexpected assistance during a 13-mile vehicle pursuit. The chase ended on a farm where the suspect's vehicle was blocked by a group of cattle. Uh, police posted about the incident on Facebook, noting... We would be remiss if we didn't thank the Barron County Bovine Unit for jumping into the fray when the vehicle came into their patrol area. Steve, you they know, avoided an <laughs> utter catastrophe. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I finally remember that you were going to do that joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First time, I think, ever in 20-some-odd years. Uh, the driver was... Bo- others, anything with others is just comedy gold. Taken yeah. into custody. Uh, let's see. A Oh, here's a follow-up to this idiot. Yeah. Uh, a Kazakhstani bodybuilder who wed his sex doll after a whirlwind romance is now open to dating a human oh. on one condition that they like his silicone soulmates as well. Uh, he dropped the bombshell on the UK-based dating show. He said, I was in a real relationship in the past about seven years. This is it Yuri Tol- uh, Tolochko? With a real woman. He said a, he's a self-professed pansexual. Talachko can reportedly love anything from an image to a soul, according to him. Yes. Nonetheless, he said it's interesting and important for me. And in the I future, got the hand job from a thought. He said uh, from a what? A thought. A thought. He said uh, in the future maybe I will have a real person, but it's important that she or he likes my dolls too. Wow. Wow. Uh, that might be a tall order as the non-synthetic lover would have to live in a veritable dollhouse. The muscle man revealed that he's divorced Margot so he could take up with two new plastic playmates, Luna and Lola. Uh, Talajko admitted to cheating on Margot with, quote, a strange object and a supermarket chicken while she was getting, quote, plastic surgery over the Christmas. Uh, yeah, I'm beginning to like this guy. <laughs> he took the Instagram in March to introduce her replacement, Lola, who apparently, in line with his aforementioned sexual appetite, sports a hen-inspired lower torso. He said, I identify her as a massive chicken. He added Now that- you're talking my language. <laughs> yeah. I am Gene Simmons from KISS. And Gene Simmons has banged everything that's Absolutely. moved as well. So. Yes, eventually I, w- I did end up at Chicken's. Uh, adding that his uh, inflatable lover's navel has depth and can be used as a vagina. Oh, no. uh, so what? what is, uh, traditionally with these real dolls, what is the vaginal area made out of? I, uh, do we know, is it made out of a more... Chicken breast. M- chicken breast? No, I don't a know. A more malleable uh, form of silicone? A good question, Steve. I'm, I'm not familiar, yeah. but uh, I'll look into it. Let's ask Bill. Bill. <laughs> uh, Bill. Well, actually... <laughs> 
It's a polymer. Yes. Yeah. Stuffed with lemon meringue. Uh, he's... <laughs> Huh. Really? He said, I like the process of sex itself and gender, sexual orientation are not particularly important here. So that's he's, he's very liberal-minded. All right, and we'll just wrap up there. That's what How I have. How do you top that? In the bizarre file for you this morning. Let us take a break and return and ask a question about today's program. We'll see if you've been paying attention. We've got a prize associated with the lesson question. Trash and Music News coming up, too. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Enjoying ourselves on this Thursday morning. And happy to announce that earlier today was chosen randomly by Casey that Upper Moreland High School in Willow Grove is now going to vote on the coolest teacher. So we'll see who they come up with till. uh... 6 a.m. tomorrow. And uh, then we'll announce it, draw another one, go into the weekend with the voting, blah, blah, blah. Moves on. Yeah, tomorrow's Friday, man. Oh, Woo! I totally forgot. Wonderful yeah. thing. I know. It's what That's happens wonderful. in those uh, short work weeks. Uh, we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets to see our buddy Bert Kreischer. It's called the Birdie Boy Relapse Tour, and that's going to be on New Year's <laughs> Eve at the Met. That will be a hell of a time. Imagine ringing in the new year with Burke with Kreischer. Kreischer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Right. So let's see if you can get this uh, question correct. What is E.T. poop? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> let's see. If it was either that or I was going to ask who was the best hoople. <laughs> well, well, Mott. Mott yeah, was the best yeah. hoople. But what item does E.T. poop? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know when now. Or see if you know. Call now. We'll do the trash while you are calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Here we go. Once again, regale us with the story, Steve. Well, Jay Cutler claiming he should get half of a strange wife, Kristen Cavallari's company, Uncommon James, because he was around when it was created. Cutler would also like half of Facebook. Because he was around when that was created. Gene Simmons just dropped $8 million on a Nevada home right outside of Las Vegas. Simmons says the dry desert air has really assisted in keeping his face from sliding off. Oh, my God. And finally, gossip site JustJared.com reporting that 52-year-old greatest showman actor Hugh Jackman was seen purchasing a loaf of bread from a New York City bakery. Jackman refused to discuss the issue, but friends close to the actor confirming that he does indeed like the taste of bread. Wow. <laughs> that's your Hollywood He's really going at, first. He's that was really a, going after her business? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Jay oh, Cutler yeah. wants half wow. of Uncommon Jane's. Wow. All right, so we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What does E.T. poop? Out. 215-263-WMMR. Tis Joe that we're going to go to. Joe, good morning. How are you doing? Good. All right, Joe, what does E.T. poop out? Double A batteries. Yes. <laughs> Double A batteries, correct. Hang on just a second. We're going to get your information, Joe. And we're going to give you, sir, a pair of tickets to see Bert Kreischer, the Birdie Boy Relab Store, New Year's Eve, 7 p.m. at the Met. Now tickets for uh, this are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. <coughs> Complete info at WMMR.com, including... What? The pre-sale, which is today, and an extra chance to win for MMR VIPs. You can enter to win on the contest page 
And be sure you are opted in for MMR VIP emails in order to qualify. Now, the deadline for that online entry is tomorrow at 9 a.m., so heads up on that. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by... Armor Metals and Recycling. Get cash today. If you need cash fast, bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling and walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey or at armormetalsrecycling.com. Uh, we'll start with Rival Sons. They will host a two-night live stream event called Rival Sons Pair of Aces Live. And it will be from the historic Catalina Casino on Santa Catalina Island. Have you ever been to Catalina? The effing Catalina <laughs> wine mixer. No, and I have wanted to go there. It's um, cool. It lo- I've been in San Diego, yeah. and it looks gorgeous off the coast there. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, so is that they where they have the Catalina wine mixer? Is that where the uh, the sparrows? No, that's it's Capistrano. That's Capistrano. Oh, that's Capistrano. It's the not Catalina. What's that? The salmon of Capistrano. Yeah, the salmon of Capistrano. You're thinking of Catastrano. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, that'll be June 19th and June 26th. So, they'll be doing this. This will mark the band's very first live stream performance. On Saturday, June 19th, they'll play their full-length 2009 debut LP, Before the Fire, in its entirety for the first time at Catalina Casino. Uh, The following Saturday, June 26th, they will return to Catalina to perform their 2010 self-titled EP, From Top to Bottom. I didn't realize there were casinos on Catalina. I had no idea I don't either. think it's an active casino. I think it was a casino at one point, but it's right when you get off the ferry, it's right there. Like an ancient casino. Right. You know the ancient casinos. Oh. <laughs> the casino Indians. And by the way, if I say the word Catalina one more time, it will lose its meaning. Yes. Because I'm getting lost in it. Uh, tickets for that Rival... Was a great, there was an Amy Grant song, Lost in Your Catalina. Rival... It's the f- Catalina wine mixer. Uh, tickets for Rival... Is that one of your kids? I... I don't know if this is... Hang it's on. Not, I it's not one of mine. Uh, this might be Avery. Hang on. It's the f- Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> I think that's Avery. <laughs> uh, so the uh, tickets for Rival Sons Pair of Aces are now on sale uh, at rivalsons.veeps.com. The band is working on their follow-up uh, to, Real, uh, to Feral Roots, which came out in 2019. I only have one other story. Music News kind of short today. Uh, Vince Neil. Yeah. Was forced to leave the stage Saturday during his first post-COVID solo gig after losing his voice. Um, There was uh, EW.com posted that over the course of Neil's gig at Iowa's Boone River Valley Festival, he struggled vocally, especially during a performance of Dr. Feelgood and the crew's cover of the Beatles' Helter Skelter. During the 14th song of the night, Girls, 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 uh, Neil bailed from the stage while his band kept playing, telling the audience, I'm sorry, guys. It's been a long time playing. My effing voice is gone. We love you, and we'll hopefully see you next time, man. I'm really sorry, guys. We're looking at him. Jesus Christ, is this a recent picture? He's gotten chubby. Holy yeah. hell. Yeah, he's gotten big, absolutely. So, But uh, his voice wouldn't hold up, and he had to flat out stop. Which, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about that, and, and singers will do that. They'll like... They'll just walk off stage while the band keeps playing. Um, it doesn't happen all the time, but yeah. you would think they'd maybe want to like stop or at the end of the song say, yeah. "Listen, guys, I can't do it anymore." But I think Listen, they'd rather. I can't talk anymore. 
Yeah, know. just as an explanation, because you, you leave everyone in the audience going, what happened? Well, he did say, my, my voice is gone, we love you, hopefully we'll see you next time. But he left the band out there to go, uh, uh, what do we do now? I don't you know, know the so, words. Space yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> Fired up. Uh, but Vince, yeah, we're looking at a at video of him from this, Steve. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got a big belly on oh him Oh, my God. Yep, yep, that rock lifestyle will catch up to you. Uh, if you don't it, it, he watch, went from duck. Yeah, that's just it's just what we're looking at. He's got a rolling. Is that a Rolling Stone shirt on? Yep, that's the widest tongue I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. All right, and there you go. That's it in music news. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Get ready to wrap the whole thing up. Letter of the day. When we return, stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's band is Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. It is 10.34 on this Thursday morning. uh, Coming to the end of our day. And what a day it has been, man. I've enjoyed the hell out of today's program. It's been a lot of fun. Some really good friends on the show. And I would like to thank them for being on the program. Adam Ferrara. Yeah. He's just the best. Yeah, he is. He's performing outdoors on Saturday. He'll be at Soul Joel's in Rofo. And you can get tickets through souljoels.com, by the way. Uh, So it was nice to talk to Adam. Then we had a great conversation with director Zack Snyder. Army of the Dead, available now. We and... keep trying to, like, tell Zach that at this point, he's probably far beyond us, but he refuses. He holds on. Yep, yep. he won't and, get in. Uh, and uh, we, we maintains loyalty, and yep. that's great. He's far outside our grasp. Great to have him on, and Army of the Dead is available on Netflix. Now, and I want to thank uh, Caroline McGlynn, the co-chair of the Executive Council for the Philadelphia Take Steps event for Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. I will be the host of the event. It is a drive-through event at the Wells Fargo Center, and that is at ten thirty to twelve thirty on Sunday. So if you can come by, that'd be great. You can sign up to be on uh, Preston WMMR, the team. So uh, you can go to WMMR.com and get signed up there, or just donate if you want to. But uh, me and my daughter and everyone who has issue with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with bowel disease, uh, would appreciate that support. So thank you so much. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Hey, how does the drive-through thing work? I mean, uh, how does it work in a car exactly? Um, so I haven't done this event yet. I okay. mean, it's it's this is the first time it's been a drive-through type of event, so I'm not sure exactly. But there's going to be tailgating options, and there's going to be food trucks. You can get out and go eat and stuff like that. But they normally have it inside the um, uh, Citizens Bank Park. And so they're still keeping because a lot of people with uh, with bowel disease are uh, immunocompromised. Uh-huh. So in case you haven't been able to be, be vaccinated because of your health issues, like my daughter, she can't be vaccinated right now. Uh, so they're still keeping all that distancing up. It uh-huh. sounds, Preston, as if they take that that stroll that you would do inside the concourse normally and do it in your car, and, and you're doing it in the car. Yeah. And then, as you said, after that, you can stop and park and, and tailgate and have that 
yeah. uh, that thing going on. It's it's actually really kind of a cool fix. Yeah, live yeah, music cool. yeah. and all kinds of stuff will be happening. Sounds so. fun, actually. Yeah, it'll be cool. cool. Uh, shall we do the letter of the day? Yes. Here we go. Nope. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A is in amazing. All right, we have one more letter to go. That's it. We have the letter A. What's next? We'll find out tomorrow. $350 gift card for Bob Dodge's Red Sparrow Tattoos and Gallery in Downingtown or the all-new Runic Tattoos in Newtown Square. Uh, for tattoo ideas, you can just visit Bob Dodge Tattoos. Dot com. Uh, I can't see what's written on your T-shirt. And I don't think I've ever seen this one before. Uh, it's Traveling says... 33, and your hair's in the way. Oh. Traveling 33 RPM in an iPod world. Okay, oh, I got it. Oh. I, I like that. It's already outdated by virtue of the iPod. <laughs> it is. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, the People iPod, go, what's the iPod? That's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson used to call it the iPod. Now I forget what he calls his afternoon feature. It's Alexa, I think. It's a, well, yeah, he chats with Alexa. I don't know <clears> if he has a name for... I should know that. Never mind. Okay. Uh, anyway. Go past nice the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Keep, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> well, pretend that part didn't happen. <laughs> right. uh, Jackson chats with Alexa in the 4 o'clock hour, and it's a lovely chat, and she couldn't be more personable. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah, we're just it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's up on your... Fabulous program. Well, it'll be fabulous, all right. Uh, Lincoln Park, <laughs> Workforce Block. Uh, we, um, in uh, remembrance of our weekend, which was long songs, which was uh, great fun, we'll have a block of yes and a block of some of the lovely female rockers. We have a letter asking us uh, for some uh, current and some veteran oh, yeah. uh, ladies of rock and roll. So we'll get to that. Love that. Yeah. Excellent. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. Hold on. Hold it. This, this just, just in. in. I'm sorry. Pierre, we, oh, my God. That. I'm sorry. Breaking. News. Hang on. Hang on. The has been drafted. Hold on. Some change in the plans of which there uh, has been a reboot. We go Re- now to Pancake, who is Pierre's producer. I'm sorry. Um, yes, this was uh, this was what was uh, had been scheduled, but um, we're going to do a, a block of radio songs. At one o'clock. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. In honor of George. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm sorry. That we is are, correct. We are George Beasley. Yes. Um, no. Okay. No. Thank you. Uh, no. No. It's all good. Um, yes. In honor of uh, the founder of the company, George Beasley, uh, we are going to do the radio songs. Okay. That makes sense. That's a all nice right. tribute. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, President and Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. Uh, and Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right. Uh, tomorrow, it's Friday. It's yeah! Friday. No Sad Bro and our good friend, Kate Flannery, yes. Philadelphia's own, will be joining us from the office and many other great things. So uh, we'll spend some time with her, give away what we got to give away, and that is it. We are done. Rage on, and have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Steve on Lucky Three. Bing there. Do do be do do da da do dip.